The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, so what do you make of the uh, Rob Porter scandal? Was he fired quickly enough? When did John Kelly know? And what did he know? What did he know and when did he know it? He says they looked into it. You know, they heard they heard talk of the abuse that Rob Porter, this uh, aide to Trump, that he beat his wives, ex-wives, uh, that he was abusive. And so they looked into it, and as soon as they substantiated, you know, the photos and some of the evidence, 40 minutes later, he was fired. Was that quickly enough? I kind of think so. You fired him after 40 minutes? Well, apparently Trump thinks that's too fast because he's talking about, well, now all all it takes is an accusation. And really, that's kind of true as well. Although I guess there was some substantiation. There was some photographic evidence of this but just because a woman has a black eye doesn't mean rob porter gave it to her even if she says he did right i mean none of these guys virtually none of them have had a day in court virtually none of them have had an actual investigation except for um uh what's his face from american idol um ryan seacrest ryan seacrest he was accused and in his company, they did. They brought in a third party to do an independent investigation. <clears throat> found no evidence of it. So business as usual. Back to business for uh, Ryan Seacrest, which is the way it should be. Look into it. Yes, take it seriously. Absolutely. But at least give the guy a chance to have his day in court or, or his day to present evidence. Or his day to show what the evidence against him is. He shouldn't have to prove his innocence. The burden of proof is on the accuser, right? That's the way it's supposed to be in the United States of America. So there is some legitimacy to Trump's tweets, but still he's being torn apart at the seams for it. Uh, He's just, he's being crushed. Meanwhile, on Fox News, uh, they had a discussion about uh, whether or not President Trump should publicly condemn Rob Porter or not. He did resign after both of his ex-wives accused him of domestic abuse. Uh, Brian Kilmeade brought up an Axios story by Jonathan Swan, which reported Trump said in in private that he believes the allegations and has called the former staff secretary sick. In public remarks, though, He's spoken warmly about Porter, and he's made no mention of his alleged victims. Kilmeade said, why, why wouldn't he say that publicly? Or do you think Jonathan Swan is wrong? Uh, the response was, I haven't spoken to the president about this, which uh, is what Sarah Huckabee Sanders says all the time. President has been very clear that all forms of abuse, all forms of battery against women are deplorable and disgusting. Now, here's kind of an, an amazing 
statement by a Fox News person, especially on the morning show. Brian Kilmeade said, well, but he hasn't said that. (laughs) Wait, did you just say something remotely critical about the president? Circle this day in your calendar. Wow. Gidley said, uh, right, but you haven't talked to him today. You're talking about sources that I can't verify because I haven't had that conversation with him. (laughs) You haven't talked to him today. What? Uh, So, uh, Kilmeade is right in that the president hasn't said anything really strong about abuse publicly, which, you know, he probably should. He He probably should. Trump seems to do these things in the wrong order. Just like with the uh, with the Nazis in, in Virginia, when he said there's a lot of good people there. And I, everybody knows. He wasn't talking about the Nazis themselves who were marching in the streets. He's talking about the other people that are there. Some of the other people that maybe weren't Nazis. Plus, there, there was the Antifa people there who were ugly too. Who were just who were doing ugly things. And he made mention of that. But what you should have done is a reverse order. Yes, neo-Nazis are terrible, and I don't condone anything they do. Then you could say, but there were other people there, and there, there were some people on the other side who were just as violent. Well, not just as, because nobody died on the other side, but uh, that were being violent and destructive as well. You know, just reverse the order of these things, that's all. Like, come out and say really strongly, you know, there is no excuse for abuse of women uh, by anybody for any reason. It just can't be justified. And I deplore all violence against women. Then you can say, I have seen no proof against Rob Porter, however. If he did this, it's deplorable. We're going to look into it. We're going to investigate it. And if he did this, you know, he'll be dismissed, even though he's already... He's already dismissed himself. So, but there's a certain order to things. And if you just reverse the order he normally goes in, it'd be pretty much fine. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a an advisor that can get in his ear and maybe help him do these things. If there's somebody in his circle, like Ivanka, there, there are people in the Trump camp smart enough to know. Okay, just do these things in the right order, and things will be a lot better. That's all. That's all you need here. It's not that big a deal. We'll just reverse the order, and everything will be fine. <laughs> We're pretty close to it. 888 uh, The Olympic op- opening exercises. Anybody see them? You watch the Olympics, so? Yeah, you talking about the uh, opening ceremonies? Yeah, opening ceremonies, not exercises. I guess they weren't exercising. <laughs> kind of funny. You walk yeah. up there, dumbbells, and push-ups. <laughs> yeah, the opening ceremony. Um, did you watch? A little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly a bore. It was. I mean, they're getting worse and they're getting more and more bizarre. Yeah, they are. I just. Uh... Although, and then and then they brought out these uh, four Korean pop stars. One was pretty old. It had to be like, I don't know, 60 or something. Was that the guy in the crazy hat? Yeah. Oh, boy, that guy. And then there was uh, three others, and they were all terrible. <laughs> yes. And they were all singing Imagine, which is one of the worst songs ever ever conceived from the Communist Manifesto, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so I hated it because I hate that song. 
I hate what it stands for. And to listen to them do it, we'll have to we'll find the audio because it it was. I don't know if they hit a, a single note in the song. I, it was really, really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. But how cool was the drone thing? Technology now has gotten to the point where that is, is that a real thing? Did 1,200 drones form into the shape of a giant snowboarder in two seconds? Is that possible? And then... Two seconds later, formed from it went from the giant snowboarder in the air to the Olympic rings in the air. I mean, it happened almost instantaneously. Hmm. So I don't know if we were looking at something that was edited, something that was uh, taped and delayed, but it was phenomenal to look at. Uh, if it happened the way it looked like it happened, that is impressive. And I, technology is in a place where I didn't even know it was. I totally missed that. Now I want to go back and see that. Look for the drone uh, yeah. snowboarder. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing like it's a bird and crazy all sorts of stuff going on there. Yeah, they, the skiers came down with the lights on them, which was you know okay. Mm-hmm. But but the amazing thing was the 1,200 drones that formed these images in the air. It was. Amazing. What about the interloper getting in there and getting to slide down the little sled there? Yeah. This is kind of fun. Yeah. They, uh, uh, and then he came back and then they finally <laughs> grabbed hold of him. Get out. And, and uh, weren't quite as gentle with him as they, they might have been. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the opening, and then we've got these uh, openly gay Olympians. Supposedly, these are the first openly gay Olympians. Are you telling me Brian Boitano, nobody knew Brian Boitano was gay? <laughs> Are you telling me Johnny Weir, no one knew he was gay? Boy, his Come hair. Come on His now. hair this weekend. He's got it in a bouffant or whatever I that is. I cannot take the Hunger Games look. That is, it's silly. Mm. But, you know, he's he's flamboyant like that. And, and I think NBC likes it. I think the more flamboyant Johnny Weir can be, the more NBC likes it. So good. Good for them. Do it. What, whatever. But, I, I mean, you didn't know he was gay? Everybody else in the world did. Anyway, the first two openly gay U.S. Winter Olympians are, at least at the beginning, at, at the end of last week, were attacking uh, Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Free skier Gus uh, Kenworthy and uh, skater Adam Rippon posted a picture of themselves together uh, with a caption that called out Mike Pence telling him to eat his heart out. Eat his heart out over what? I can't. Does he care that you guys are gay? Does he care that you don't want to see him there? Does he care that you think he's a weird choice for the... He's the vice president of the United States of America. Rippon said, I don't think the current administration represents the values that I was taught growing up. I think they absolutely do. Donald Trump? What is the matter with these people? Why can't they understand Trump is the very first president ever elected who supports same-sex marriage? The first president in United States history to support same-sex marriage when he was elected. Wait, 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 wait. Does he have an R after his name? Yes, he does. Well, then whatever you mm-hmm. just said is irrelevant, sir. <laughs> and then Rippon says Mike Pence doesn't stand for anything I, that I believe in. 
Well, I mean, I don't know what you believe in, yeah, but that's cares, a man? pretty just, bizarre statement. Just go skate or whatever, you know. And then the article. I, I love the article. Pence's record on LGBTQ rights, including signing a religious freedom law as Indi- Indiana governor that many said would have legalized anti-gay discrimination, has made him a top adversary of the gay community. What terrible yellow journalism. What a yellow journalism slur. Many said who? <laughs> Who said it? Quote these people. They're talking about the RFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And that did not cause discrimination against gays. I don't care who said it. I don't care how many people said it. It didn't cause discrimination against gays. It's not true. It wouldn't. It didn't. It hasn't. The law is still in effect, by the way. How many gays are screaming in Indiana? None. You don't, you don't even hear about this law anymore. It's such a non-issue. It was just put into law to protect Christians who didn't want to participate in, in same-sex marriages. Who don't want to uh, have to hand out uh, contraceptives if that's against their religion. I mean, you would certainly hear about this law in Indiana if gays were being discriminated against on a on a regular basis. It's still in effect, yeah, this fr- law. Freedom of choice. Still in effect. And they even passed an amendment to the law to appease homosexuals who were afraid it was going to be discriminatory to make sure nothing like that would ever occur. I, I mean, Mike Pence has done nothing against homosexuals. This is just, it's pathetic and it's irritating. And it would be nice if somebody in the media could say, well, well hey, uh, gay Olympians, Adam, Adam Rippon, what is it exactly that Mike Pence has done to you? What is it exactly that uh, Donald Trump has done against you? You know, he's, he's in favor of same-sex marriage and was when he was elected. You understand that? It's pathetic. I mean, could we at least tell the truth here? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Uh, we're joined now by Brad Staggs. I, I would like to point out that that would be a great name for a, a college football team, the Indiana Screaming Gays. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. It just it would be. And and would, he, would their team color be purple? You know, it could be. Okay. I think more of you a don't rainbow want a stereotype. of color. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Should be... A rainbow of color. Because mm-hmm. why? I don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Why do you have to label? Why do you have to do that? Everything. And the uniforms why, why would you, have accessories. Why you got to be that way? Lots of lots of accessories. Oh yes. And, Fashionable. And, uh, why why you got to be that way? Why? And you did mention yellow journalism too, Pat. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out because that does actually have something in common uh, with uh, what I'm about to talk about. Oh no. Earwax? Yes. Normally, How did you know? Normally oh, yellow. Wait a minute. Did just, somebody tell you what I was going to discuss no. when I, before I came in here? Actually, I'm psychic. Oh, I'm psychic. man. I just sensed it. I just well, you know, sensed it. I'll bet you all of those Olympians have really clean ears. Because do you know how hard it is to figure skate when you've got clogged ears? No, it I don't. It throws off your sense of balance. Does it? You can't hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many things that can go wrong. So when, when you, you have, have extra cleaning. earwax, mm-hmm. you can't do a triple lutz? Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, that is the number right. one cause of most of the athletes falling down during the triple lutz is excess earwax. Now, when you don't have excess mm-hmm. earwax, oh. can you do the triple lutz? 9.9. Okay. Hmm. Every right. time. Good. So that is actually the secret to most of our U.S. Olympians, huh. clean ears. Oh. And wow. the ones that don't have clean ears, those, those are the ones that don't get invited back. Oh. So I'm sure you're asking, how can I be 
like an Olympian. I'm asked, how can I be like you an Olympian? You can get the cleanest ears by using the Wax RX system. Wow. And it's that simple. I mean, you, you might think that you have to... You know, practice for years and, you know, go get up at four in the morning and get out there and skate and, and no, no, no. Clean ears. That is the secret. If you go to usewaxrx.com, if you put in the promo code radio, they will give you free standard shipping. They will send you the uh, Wax RX kit. You clean out your ears. Next year, actually in four years, when the Winter Olympics come back, you will be doing the triple let's like a champion. Yeah, the wow. answer is usewaxrx.com promo code radio. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. NBC's apologized for a comment made <laughs> during Friday's opening ceremony, which uh, led to some anger, actually, and tens of thousands of angry social media posts. There was a uh, an NBC commentator in the booth with Mike Tirico and Katie Couric. NBC Asian correspondent Joshua Cooper Ramo said that, quote, every Korean, unquote, respected Japan for their recent achievements as a nation. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Did you forget that uh, South Korea was under 35 years of brutal occupation by the by Japanese forces before uh, World War Two? Yeah, they're they're not that big of fans of Japan, what they've done lately or what they did in the past. They don't like them that much. <laughs> His incorrect and insensitive comment about Korea's history enraged many of Korea's people, wrote uh, Jung Min Ho in the Korean Times. NBC apologized, and of course now uh, he's gone. He's been he's been removed from the Olympic coverage. Uh, bye bye. Well. At least they have their facts straight on the Netherlands, though. Yes, because uh, Katie Couric said that they're good skaters because the canals in Holland, or the Netherlands now, freeze, and that becomes their main mode of transportation in the winter, right? Yeah. They only freeze about every 10 years. So apparently every 10 years they've got really good skaters when they when they use the... Uh, when they use the canals for for transportation, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it has been said before. I know I've heard that that line of thinking before that they're really good in the Netherlands because of the the frozen canals, and I, I think they do skate on them when they do freeze. Yeah, but it's, it's so rare. I think the last time was in the '90s, and it's for a very short period of time, so it's not your main mode of transportation. Are they frozen now? I don't know. Um, not but uh, I'm wondering if you're watching curling at all, sir. No, I'm not watching curling at all. Why not? Because I don't like it. How do you know? I think I've made that fairly clear. How do you know until you try? Because uh, I've I've seen enough to know hmm. that it's a stupid sport. In fact, it's not even a sport. I don't know what it is. It's but a it's, stupid sport? Yeah, it's a stupid sport. I'll have you know that Mr. T 
himself Mm -hmm. is a big fan. And he said so on Twitter over the weekend. And so did J.J. Watt. So... Wow. You could join us if you'd like. And you may or may not. It's because J.J. Watt's from Wisconsin, which is close to Canada. And uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for J.J. Watt, who's otherwise, you know, a pretty respected human being. But he's he's Hmm. just called into question his his uh, Hmm. his opinions Hmm. by saying anything good about curling, because that's that's uh, ridiculous. Well, our mixed doubles team uh, failed miserably uh, in the round robin tournament. They went two and five. Okay, so they're done. Oh, no. But uh, the OAR, you know, them, the Olympic, the Olympic athletes from from Russia. Russia. Yeah, because the Russians <laughs> yeah. were banned from the Olympic Games because they cheated. Oh, wait. No, they're not. We've just now labeled them not the Russians, but the Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah. Which changes the whole thing. And what a punishment. Yeah, different. Uh, you, well, you can, okay, you can compete, sure, even though you cheated, but you're going to, you can't use your flag. <laughs> and we're going to call you not the Russians, but the Olympic athletes from Russia. Okay. Yeah, and I'm now su- you're gonna learn a lesson. I'm surprised that the mixed doubles are still able to compete because I mean, if there's ever a sport where they're roiding up, that's in uh, mixed doubles curling. <laughs> um, but they're gonna play Norway. Does it uh, take roids in order to be a good curler? Of course it does. I mean, really? That's that's kind of silly. That's where it started. All right. Um, anyhow, but uh, hey, it, it gets uh, it gets going there. We got uh, Canada and Switzerland for the gold. But then uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night is mm-hmm. when you're going to start watching the men's team. Men's team's going to play. Are are the Americans expected to medal in in Olympic curling? Are they are they expected to medal or the women? Either one. Um, I yes don't know no? which is considered the better of the two. I just um, I said are back either and of them considered a medal contender? I don't know. Okay. I don't All know. Right. I just I just wait and watch. You All know? right. Okay. I don't follow them, but. Uh, so far, in the Olympic lead time. is uh, Norway with nine medals. Actually, Germany is considered the leader, I guess, because they've got more gold medals. But they, I think they have seven overall and four gold. We've got two gold, one silver, one bronze so far. Uh, so it was a decent weekend. Uh, but uh, there were a couple of events where we had the best in the world and the best in the world in, like, uh, women's, uh, women's mogul skiing. Didn't work out there. Finished sixth and seventh, uh, and uh, one of them was considered the best in the world, so she didn't come through. But CNN fawned over Kim Jong Un's sister at the Olympics all weekend long. Ugh. Tweeted that uh, tweeted an article that many took as promoting Kim Jong Un's sister in a positive light. Uh, the article headlined: Kim Jong Un's sister is stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. Began with the following, uh, with a graph that painted the brutal dictator's sibling in a glowing light. If diplomatic dance were an event at the Olympic Games, Kim Jong-un's sister would be favored to win gold. (laughs) With a smile, a handshake, and a warm message in South Korea's presidential guest book, Kim Yo-jong has struck a chord with the public just one day into the Pyeongchang Games. Keep in mind, this is the propaganda queen of North Korea. And the New York Times actually said that she has outflanked Mike Pence. 
The younger Kim has been the talk of the town at the Winter Olympics after she attended the opening games ceremonies in the same VIP box as Vice President Mike Pence, South Korean President uh, Moon Jae-in, and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Uh, In a story that uh, they published on Sunday afternoon, they said, flashing a sphinx-like smile and without ever speaking in public, Ms. Kim managed to outflank Mr. Trump's envoy to the Olympics, Vice President Mike Pence, in the game of diplomatic image-making. Without a word and just a smile, she outflanked Mike Pence? Oh, good golly. Man, do they love brutal dictators at CNN and the the New York Times. 70,000 other people are starving in prison camps. Yeah, that's great. Way to outflank us. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You could so ski jump, Pat. Oh yeah, no problem. Right? Looks like it'd be fun. Yeah. If you weren't scared scared out of your mind. I think they're in the air for like over a football field and a third. Well, I don't know because they just said uh, this latest uh, woman, okay, ski jumper, went ninety two point five meters. Now that could be three feet. It could be ten thousand feet. I don't know. No hmm. one knows. No one knows when you use meters how far that is. Hey, so, I, I just looked it up for you. Thank you, Google. All right. That's, they can't know, though. There's no way to know. Yeah, okay. 92.5 meters is? Uh, over 100 yards. Mm. Over 100 yards, In really. the air. Okay. That's awesome. That's pretty good. I thought last night I might want to try luge at some point, but then I thought, you know, you, you keep your feet in mm. there uh, right against the side there. I'd be afraid I'd just flip, you know, my ankle would get stuck or something. It just, anyway. You know what the luge actually is? Mm. Sledding. Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, we all participated in luge as children when we went sledding down a hill. That's what it is. You get on a sled and you go down a hill. I mean, that's a sport. I mean, look. <laughs> it's another stupid sport, man. You get on the sled and you lay back and then you just lay there. Now, you might move your body weight a little sure. bit to stay closer or further away from the edge. Mm-hmm. But really, is that a skill? I mean, is that a, an athletic skill? Feels like mockery. It it should feel like mockery because that's exactly what it what is. What sport, <laughs> what Winter Olympic sport would you participate uh, in? Yeah, if you could. What would you do? Uh, probably downhill skiing. Like hmm. giant slalom or something. I think that's pretty cool. You wouldn't be afraid of like flying over the side of a mountain? Mm-mm. No, I wouldn't. I, I Giant slalom. Yeah, downhill skiing would be cool, I think. <laughs> what, do you think? What, what is the coolest uh, winter Olympic sport? Triple eight, 933-93. Watching those mogul things or whatever, they just hurt my knees to watch. You've got to be in such great shape to do yeah. that because you take a pounding on those moguls. Yeah, that's why I'm doing a curling. A pounding. Curling. Yeah, curling. Uh, I guarantee no pounding is going to happen yeah. to you on well, curling. pounding some beers while you <laughs> yes. participate. That's yes. about it. <laughs> that is about it. 
But a lot of these things aren't sports. The luge, not a sport. In fact, the only thing that the luge has done is prompt BuzzFeed and others to comment on the outfits the men are wearing. And I, I don't know why this is okay. Why is this okay? The bulges in their outfits. <laughs> That's what they're commenting on. Really? Okay, isn't that like a sexual assault of some sort? Isn't that like discrimination of some kind? Aren't you objectifying these men? Seriously, how come that's okay? If there was an article about how big the breasts are on some of these women who are in the Olympics, Lindsey Vaughn, for instance, okay, what would happen? Uh, You would be excoriated right now in the Me Too movement, right? (laughs) Time's up, Me Too. Enough is enough. All of that stuff. But BuzzFeed can go ahead and Yahoo News and everybody else who did this and talk about the bulges in the uniforms of the men in the luge because their uniforms are so tight. That's okay. That's pretty... uh, I mean, what kind of hypocrisy is that? 888-900-3393. I just... Not only that, but... uh, the fawning over over Kim Jong-un's sister, a person who helps put people into uh, hard labor camps, into concentration camps in North Korea, uh, a person who is in part, with, along with her brother, responsible for starving tens of thousands of people every year in North Korea, for making their lives a living hell there. And she's outflanked. Uh, Mike Pence because she smiled at the camera. I, I mean, I, I don't even understand it. It's truly disgusting. It's despicable. And, and worse than that, it's dangerous. You're making it look like these people are the good guys and we're the bad ones. Why? Because Mike Pence loves his wife and he won't have dinner alone with another woman? Is that why? <laughs> That's the worst thing they can say about Mike Pence. Meanwhile, have you seen the Obama portraits? Oh, those are special. Um, They commissioned a woman to to do their portraits. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah, here we go. And there they are. Uh, Lovely. Uh, First of all, you got uh, Michelle on the right. Doesn't look anything like Michelle. I would never pick her. Would you pick her out of a lineup if you just had the portrait? Would you say, yeah, that's Michelle Obama? No No, way. This is absurd, these pictures. And then the one on the left, you got Obama... On, sitting on a chair in a jungle? I don't know what, like, you know what it looks like? It, it Honestly, I think he is um, just kind of hovering up against the uh, wall in uh, Wrigley uh-huh. Field. Okay. He's maybe. out there, he's out there in center field, and he's sitting in a chair among the vines. I mean, yeah. what is going on? It is, is the re- most ridiculous thing. That's bizarre. And these it's are going to be where? Bizarre. The Smithsonian or something? Yes. Wow, that's they're going be... into this, and and they look positively thrilled with their portraits. By the way, they do. They actually do. Uh, you know, they signed off on this. They're stuff. loving them. I mean, oh, of course they did. Of course they did. Cartoons or something, but but Obama, it does look like him. I want to be honest. It yeah, looks that, like it him. Does. It does. It's just very strange with the backdrop. Sitting in a chair, floating in vines, and then Michelle doesn't look a thing like her at all. Doesn't look like her. I would never guess that's if she wasn't standing there by it. I wouldn't <laughs> guess that was her. I would have guessed it either way. I'm just like, why is she standing next to some random uh, portrait? It's I know. Weird. I mean, 
And then and then she's got this cute little dress that reminds me of her little oil slick dress. Uh-huh. Remember that? She wore that white dress oh, yeah. down to the golf, and she's like, look, it's got black oil splattered all over it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. They're, they're great. Uh, um, so uh, just a reminder of how much we don't miss them and how much I wish they'd just go into retirement, into private life, and stay there. Thank yeah. you very much. All set. Yeah, I, I'd be fine if I never saw them again in my life. <laughs> never saw them again, ever. I'd be totally fine with it. Uh, Jamie in Louisiana, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Jamie? Oh, Hi. I just, my favorite part of the Olympics is the women's figure skating and the pairs. So that's the one, is that the one you would participate in if you could? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. I used to love to watch Ekaterina Gordieva and Sergei Grinkov. Oh, that was a Russian yeah. pairs figure skating. They were wonderful. They used to go by G&G mm-hmm. until he died tragically. Oh, really? That was my favorite part. Yeah. yeah he had a heart attack in Lake Placid. Oh, wow. I, I, that's That yeah. really brought us down, didn't yeah, it? Really. I just kind of... Sorry about that. That's all right. What happened there? (laughs) We're going to have to try to recover from that now, Jamie. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I could see you as an ice dancer, Pat. An ice dancer, yes. Yeah, you'd get out there. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely could ice dance. Kind of like to see a meme of that, actually. Just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. There was some pretty good ice dancing if you you watch the Olympics over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we actually, we got a bronze in the team competition of the skating thing, and ice dancing was part of that. So we have decent ice dancers on the Olympic, on the uh, U.S. Olympic team. Well, that's good. But not as good as Canada for some reason, and not as good as Russia. Mm. So, uh, but as she, as, as she, Jamie just mentioned, the Russians are always, they're always right there uh, at the top of the heap in, in figure skating for some reason. I don't know who Russia is. I know of you know, the, Olympic the country athletes. known as the OAR, <laughs> the Olympic athletes of Russia. It reminds me of when the Soviet Union broke up and uh-huh. it was called the Unified Team. Do you remember that? Was it? Because it they still participated as the Soviet Union. They just called it the Unified Team. Oh, okay. Oh. So all of the countries from the Soviet Union still competing we're just not calling it the Soviet Union. It's now the unified team. Well, it took them a while to get off that regimen yeah. that they were used to. Of, it you did. Know, yeah, it did. Wake it, up and... It had been that way for 50, 60 years, and it took a while. But now you've got, you know, all of the uh, offshoots of the of the former Soviet Union participating by themselves now, and so they don't do quite as well as they once did. <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan, not really holding their own anymore. Not really. No, they're really not. Uh Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Israel has attacked Iranian forces in Syria. Things are heating up again in the Middle East. Mm. They've also issued a warning to Iran. Uh, they issued a stark warning on Sunday over Iran's presence in Syria after a confrontation threatened to open a new and unpredictable period in the in the country's seven year civil war. Israel carried out major air raids on Saturday in Syria including against what it described as Iranian targets, the first time it had publicly acknowledged doing so since the war began. The raids came after an Israeli F-16 fighter was shot down by Syrian air defenses. Pilots survived, but it was Israel's first loss of a warplane in battle since 1982. 
We inflicted uh, on Saturday a heavy blow to Iranian and Syrian forces, according to Benjamin Netanyahu. We made clear to everyone that our rules of engagement will not change in any way. We will continue to harm anyone who tries to harm us. This was our policy, and this will remain our policy. You have to admire Israel for defending themselves. Mm -hmm. For not just defending themselves, but defending the fact that they defend themselves. They don't make any apologies for it. If you don't like it, that's tough. If you want to go to the U.N., and do a resolution against him, go ahead. Other Israeli prime ministers spoke of refusing to accept Iran entrenching itself militarily in Syria. Uh, Tehran denies that it's doing that. While several analysts said they did not expect a further escalation in the coming days, some spoke of the possibility of the Syrian war entering a new phase. Syria has become more emboldened to try to stop Israeli strikes inside the country, while Israel wants to maintain its ability to operate there when they feel like it, or they think they need to. They've kind of mostly stayed out of it, but they acknowledge they carry out, they've carried out dozens of airstrikes there to stop what they describe as deliveries of advanced weapons to Lebanese Shiite group Hezbollah. Israel fought a devastating war in 2006, you might remember, with Hezbollah, which, along with Iran and Russia, backs the Syrian regime in the conflict. So you got Iran and Russia and the Syrian government together. Not a good combination. Uh, And they're going to continue to uh, carry out these strikes as long as they feel like they need to. So that could (laughs) really... I could kick this thing back into high gear again. Wait, I thought the world was at peace. I thought even North Korea and South Korea were best buddies now, and they were competing <clears throat> under the same flag, so all problems are solved. And someone's stealing the show at the Olympics that I heard. No? <laughs> no? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's all true. Okay. That's so then, all true, Keith. Then I guess the memo didn't quite no, get North to and, Israel. North and South Korea are, are fine now. Everything's fine now there yeah. um, because they're – Competing under the same flag at the games, right? So it's oh, over? and they did a combined mm. hockey team, mm. which was beaten eight to nothing uh, by, I think, Sweden. By someone. By someone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But the cheerleaders stole the show at that mm. hockey game because they continued to cheer even though they were down eight to nothing. And uh, some kind of creepy, weird cheers going on there, too. Which we'll talk about later, perhaps. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you want to eat, you got to cheer. You got to cheer. You got to cheer. If your fam- if you want to see your family <clears throat> again, you better cheer. And seriously, that's what's going on. And Absolutely. you know it is. You know it is. They're trying to put a happy face on a brutal, horrific, awful regime, and the New York Times and CNN are falling for it. So is NBC, for that matter. Read the book, Nothing to Envy. There is absolutely no silver lining in that hellhole of a country, North Korea. It's unbelievable. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Cosmo Hurts Kids founder, uh, Victoria Hurst. Her family is the Hurst Corporation. And, of course, they, they publish Cosmopolitan magazine known as Cosmo. Now, Victoria Hurst believes Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to kids. Is she trying to drive the magazine out of business or censor their material? Nope. They can still do all their sex articles, all their how to pleasure yourself stuff, all their sex toys, all of that. 
But uh, Victoria Hearst would like to see the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. So that way, when a kid under 18 goes into a store and tries to buy Cosmo, they can't. You got to be 18 or older to purchase pornography. So if you'd like to put a, a dent in pornography, take a stand against it being sold to children. It's totally reasonable. It, it makes complete sense. Then visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some tweets at Pat Unleashed from Kaboom. Uh, the most entertaining Olympic sport is social justice tweeting. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun weekend. Oh, man. Uh, just to monk and fudge. I think they only need to announce if they're an openly straight male figure skater. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be unique. Yeah, it would. What? Well, you got Scott Hamilton. That's true. You know, from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, you got Scott Hamilton. Yeah, from like 30 years 30 ago. 30 odd years ago. Mm-hmm. 34 years Married, ago. Married, has children mm-hmm. and stuff. That was really a thrill when he came up here a couple weeks ago. That uh, was really fun. And, and yeah, his absence is on the TV. I think it sucks that it they're not sucks. using him. Didn't they last time or the time before? What do they think? He's too old? He's what? Mid-50s, probably. Mid to late 50s for Scott Hamilton. He should still be, instead of Johnny Weir, Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Hamilton, gold medal winner, um, should be announcing the the Olympic Games. He makes it watchable for someone like me. Yeah, he does. He's he's great. And he's such a good guy. Mm -hmm. Timothy Gilmer says, uh, I don't care how how stupid the sport is, we dang well better get gold in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about yep. it. And, and we, well, we didn't get gold, but we got the first medal ever in the luge, in men's singles luge yeah. last night. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just, I mean, that was, that was exciting because the, the German guy, I mean, he screwed up at the end. <laughs> I mean, that guy. He no, did, because he was leading the whole time, uh-huh. and then on the everybody passed him up, and they thought, okay, well, he's going to pass everybody again on his third mm-hmm. run. Nope. No. Finished fifth. And then the, the announcer said, wow, the luge world will be silent now. <laughs> like that, that'll silence the luge world. And, and someone on Twitter said, if a tree falls in the forest. <laughs> yeah, you know how vocal the luge world is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to silence the sure. luge world. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, Lone Wolf twenty nine sixty five says, "Do the Nar- Netherlands canals freeze every four years on the tens? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's yeah, great. Ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man, we've got great listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nineteen eighty four Florida man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Keith, are those actual bag and strips you're eating, mm-hmm. or did Chef Matt or 
Food Biz Pro make you some actual bacon for your lunch? I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm not allowed to eat anymore during the show because mm-hmm. um, the contents smell so badly. That they're making me sick. Pat's getting ill in mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. I guess you just have to deduce from that information. Uh, but this is obviously the, the bag he was eating from was the Purina bacon mm. strips. So good. I mean, you got the bacon and peanut butter one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I went gourmet this time. It's I mean, and it's flavored with natural and artificial flavors. Thank you. So you got some natural flavors going on there. Thank you. It's got to be good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy in New Mexico, you're on the blaze. I'm just glad that we don't have smell o vision for when you're eating yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah you don't that. want none of this. You really don't. <laughs> hey, uh, so. So uh, you're you're asking about favorite uh, Olympic sports, right? Yes. So I'm going to make a lot of people uh, upset with this, but uh, here's my opinion on it. Okay. So all the, all the, you have a lot of competitions in the in the Olympics, and they're all very athletic, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the only thing that I consider a sport is uh, an event that does not involve a judge scoring something, because uh... when you have the human opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Like figure skating, mm-hmm. great thing. It's fun to watch. They got some it great is. routines. But when you have a judge, yeah, who, who gives their score versus even curling, even it's curling, subjective. They score a point by doing whatever they do. Right. There's there's no human subjection to the score, the final mm-hmm. score. Right. So, I agree. I, I think yeah. that's a good point, and because uh, our our male skater, who's very opinionated, barely, mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't like Mike Pence. But he did a great. He great, had a great routine great last night. Great routine, and he got us. totally jobbed. Yeah, he he got screwed last night. Wait, was Russia and Canada fell or something? Yeah, the same. Yeah, yes. And then they did fell better. like two and three times. So hold on, because and uh, they and they beat him yeah. somehow. I, what I, is that? It's unbelievable. So you're right. That subjective thing. I I hate it too. And that's why I can't watch soccer. Appreciate the call, Jeremy. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I can't watch soccer. But for one, there's one guy in the whole world running around with a stopwatch in his pocket who knows exactly how much time's left in the game. Yeah, but no. it's not subjective. You either score a goal or you don't. Right, but right? but but then they have extra time. Yeah, I know. You know, just stop the it's clock weird. when there's an injury. You know, there's extra time in some guy's pocket. And why don't stop they it. post the clock somewhere? Right. There, just could you not thing? Could you not world. transmit that? You could somewhere in the in the stadium. Yes, of course you could. It's ridiculous. Let's see. Soccer you sucks. do it in every sport in America. Why can't they do it with soccer? Because it's corrupt, and they want it to stay that way. Apparently. <clears throat> but yeah, the hockey, you know, is not subjective. The speed skating is not subjective. And so, yeah, you're probably right. Those are the those are the the sports that are a little more trustworthy, I guess. Like curling. Yeah, but I, you know, like curling, yes, because it's not subjective. And you're going to watch it. And I'm not going to watch Why it. Why not, man? Because it's a, it's a total bore. Come board. over to your house. It's I'm going to change the channel and break the TV knob. And then, wait, knobs aren't on TVs anymore. Anyway, you're, yeah. I want you to watch it. If you, can find it if you can find a knob on any of my TVs, you're, gonna, you're free to break it. 7 o'clock Eastern, uh-huh. Wednesday night. Will you please just watch one curling match, the men's first game? That's all I'm asking, and just see if you're hooked. If not, it's well, all good. I'll look into it, see if we're a metal contender, and if so, maybe I'll. Oh, okay, still got to look that up. Uh, Mike in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, Pat, um, I just can't believe, you know, the Olympics and all the things that are happening in sports. They're glorifying this dictator's sister. Yeah. And it just doesn't even feel like Olympics to me, and it's just scary to me that they're even over there. You know, it's kind of terrifying. So that would be Kim Jong Il's uh, daughter, and her name would be what? Mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It just it, it, 
something like this happened before. I think they were talking like this, and then all of a sudden you had Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Just very uh, disassociated from this whole thing. So Thanks, Mike. Uh, It is strange. Uh, And it is strange how the American media just gets sucked into that. Well, you've got this fairly, uh, uh, you know, decent-looking dictator's sister who is the propaganda queen in her country. And because she smiles at the camera, you're all over her. And she's won the the diplomatic war against our vice president. It's it's pretty despicable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome to it, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Winter Olympics in full swing now. Uh, Germany and Norway are kind of cleaning up so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not doing that well. I mean, I think we had last night. We had four medals, and uh, Norway had nine. Germany has seven or eight. Mm. Population of Norway. What is it like? Um, I don't know, 7 million, 5 million. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to look. Yeah, you do uh, that. I'm looking up the latest uh, medal standings. Um, Yeah, we're in fifth place. Yeah. He's up with that. 5.2 million. 5.2 million. 5.2 million people. Of course, it's a winter sport country, obviously. Like there's no grass there. There's, yeah, it's just snow. Mm -hmm. It's snowbound, right? All year, every year, just snowbound. Yeah. So we'll we'll just go with that theory that because it's snowy there all year, even in the summer, okay. uh, of course they're winning. All right. If we're not going to catch Germany, the Netherlands, Norway, or Canada, can we at least hold off France? They're one behind. That's unacceptable. That's not good. They're one behind us. France breathing down our necks. How far is Italy behind? How far? Because Italy's been doing pretty well. They're at the bottom with one uh, bronze. Oh, okay. Good. All right. I guess they're not doing that How many that well. countries are there total, though? Do we know? 17,000. 17,000 countries? Yeah, 17,000 countries. Why can't we just there. be one big unified country on the globe? We could just call it... We're working on that. Worldica. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Worldica. 888-900-3393. No competition. Let's go to Carmen in Pennsylvania. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How are you? Good. Listen, I, I think the, 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 the Olympic sport that, that I think would be the... Best and, and most challenging is the biathlon. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. The ska- skiing and shooting. Yes. Basics. Yeah. Survival. I mean, instincts. I mean, you ski and you shoot, and if you do it good, you win. Right. And, and appreciate the call. Thanks, Carmen. And the way that started is pretty cool, too, because uh, the Finnish army was on skis when Russia invaded, and they fought him off. The ski troops with uh, with rifles and skis, 
and they were outnumbered 10 to 1, and they routed the Russians at the border. So and that's kind of where the biathlon came from. That's why Finland, Norway, Sweden do so well in that. And then they, and then they exported it to Germany, and now the Germans do well as well. So you're saying that if it had snowed in, um, say, Uzbekistan a little bit more, Maybe yeah. they could have held off the Russians. Yeah, and if it was more mountainous, mm-hmm. you know, and the and the Russians had invaded Uzbekistan, and it, they might be better at it. Okay. Same with us. If the Canadians had invaded the United States, and you know, in Montana, we use skis to fight them off with, maybe we'd be better at it. Well, uh, <laughs> As it is, we're not. It's a good thing we never so, had to try. Yeah, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad. Charlie in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Uh, I think this thing is disgusting to the point where uh, Mr. Warmbier had to stand next to this little dirt bag from North Korea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if that would have been me, he showed very much respect. And if that would have been me, I think I would have got a gold medal for the balcony toss. Yeah. Because she would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks. Uh, yeah, with, with killing... Um... What was his first name? Otto. Otto Warmbier. Uh, torturing him for a year and then sending him back home to die. Yeah. Uh, just really despicable. Just really horrific. Yeah. I'm not going to stand up when your country enters the arena either. No. Um, right. That's a bunch of flack that uh, right. Mike Pence is getting. Uh, and, and they're calling him an ungracious uh, guest to the host country. You know what? No. South Korea made the choice to walk in with those evil bastards from the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to choose uh, to sit as well. Um, so don't even try to equivocate. Don't say he's showing disrespect to his hosts by not standing. Uh, you, don't make your countrymen stand or enter into the arena with the North Koreans. That's that's no. It's interesting. South Korea does this. I They just... I, I think they really want to get along with the north. Mm-hmm. And so they... They they bend over backwards on a regular basis, and uh, sometimes to their own detriment, I think. And they're going to get stabbed in the back for it. Uh, I mean, is this going to change anything for Kim Jong-un? No. No, it's not. Is this a, a huge, peaceful gesture from them? I don't think so. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if anything comes of this togetherness participating under one flag, doing a united hockey team, you know, having the North Korean cheerleaders there. <laughs> There's also a North Korean band, I understand, that's oh, is there? Uh, really quite large and, and really quite quite good. Are, so, are they borrowing the instruments from the South? Because I would yes. imagine all the instruments in the North have already been used as fuel for the fires. Right, obviously, yes. So they had to get all the all the instruments from from Seoul. <laughs> Invite the North Koreans. Do that if you want. That's fine. But to force your athletes to compete with theirs, that's I don't like that at all. It's what mm. they do, though. This is what they do. Uh, I and sometimes I I don't I don't understand what they're thinking. Um, and I I think they just they're kind of naive about about what's going to lead to peace, and they want peace so badly they're willing to almost do anything mm-hmm. to achieve it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Ron in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hi Pat. Hey. Um that Obama got um shafted when he only got a picture. Mm. Don't most communists get a statue erected <laughs> to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Wow. Yes, they do. It's a good point. 
Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Fair point. He just got the portrait. He got the portrait in the jungle. Sitting in a chair in a jungle. I, it's really bizarre. I just don't get that, man. Can we see that again? Can we see the, the Obama's portrait? Because that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And oh. it, it isn't a statue, and it should be. Obama in a chair at Wrigley Field. Uh, you've got to kind of know Wrigley Field and the ivy and the mm-hmm. on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you can imagine that. Floating. Uh, there he is, floating in, straight, in ivy. Straight away center. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Or like a jungle, uh, and then there's and then there's Michelle. Sure, unrecognizable. No, have no idea who that really is. Doesn't look a thing like her. It's an imposter. It's not her. But they, I guess, they love the the person who did the portraits. Hmm. And, uh, Good so stuff. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe in New Jersey, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Yeah. Hi there. Hey. Um, I want to know how we all define a competitive sport. For example, in this country, most of the time you have an offense and a defense, mm-hmm. like baseball, football, tennis. I mean, golf, you're not, you're not uh, competing against anybody because there's nobody down there blocking your ball. Okay? <laughs> you're playing against yourself. Yes. Same thing as bowling. You're not playing against anybody else. There's nobody pushing your ball into the gutter. Right. And uh, same thing for the Olympics. It's all you know, judgment. It's all about, um, you know, the uh, the Russian judge uh, gives them a one. The United States judge gives them a ten. You know, it's all subjective. It's not. It's not real. There's no defense. So, how do we define what's a competitive sport? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, there's there's something to that, obviously. Although the Olympics does feature hockey, where you do have a defense. So they do have at least one sport or, hmm. where people are defended. Curling. Um, and curling's not. They, yeah, there's you no defend with there. your stones. There's You're no, trying to block them. What are no you talking about? Oh my curling. gosh. The guy who refuses to watch five minutes of curling is going to tell me that there's no defense in curling? There's no, there's no defense in curling. It's it's a stupid sport. <clears throat> and Joe's right about that. It's uh, the, Curling doesn't work. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, Shauna in Utah. You're on the blaze. Hi there. Hi. I went to the 2002 Olympics, and the skating is my favorite event. But I have to tell you, when the Canadians got done skating, they had all the applause. Then the Russians came out onto the floor, and the woman was going, clump, 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 clump. And they gave them a higher score than the Canadians. And the, the people in the audience here just booed and booed and booed it just was ridiculous so they investigated afterwards and found some of the judges were taking that's right i forgot i had forgotten about that hold on a second there was a little scandal there wasn't there yeah yeah i remember Uh, that now that's amazing they didn't change anything though right they didn't change the score or or medal standings or any of that I thought they took it under review. Did they? But I was trying to remember myself. and I Yeah, I there. can't remember either because, wow, that was – I mean, the 2002 games in Salt Lake City, 16 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that was um, – Thanks, Shauna. Jamie Saleh and um, uh, mm. what's his name? David Pel- Pelletier. And oh. the controversy mm-hmm. resulted in several changes to the judging system. Uh, I mean, okay. I, won't, I won't bore you with them. But, but did uh, it, it result in a change in the medal standing? I 
You know what? If memory serves, didn't they end up giving a gold to them as well? There was two golds, if I remember. Mm. I'm not seeing here just a cursory Maybe. look here. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's what happened, um, if I remember. But What I love about the uh, uh, Salt Lake City Olympics was that um, we got to be there. We were in Salt Lake City in the lead-up mm-hmm. to the Games. From uh, 95 to 2000. So we were there for for all of the construction. They redid I-15. They uh, they redid 215. So there, there was construction everywhere. And they closed ramps. And, and you had to take alternate ways to work. And it was a mess. <laughs> Sounds like Atlanta. For five years. <laughs> for oh. five freaking years. <laughs> and then just as soon as they finished it, we moved to Houston. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that a great deal. Uh, that was really nice. By the way, <laughs> those Canadians, uh, that that pair, they got the, they got the gold. They did get in two thousand two. Oh wow! So okay, so yeah. they must have, huh? Yeah. They must have changed it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Uh, let me tell you about properly maintaining your HVAC system. Oh, the way to do that is to keep your filters updated and so that you can continue to breathe healthy air. When your filters are dirty, you're going to be blowing dirty air around your house and the allergens and the germs and the nonsense. And you don't have to do that. There's a better way to go, and it's filterby.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes. And if you've got some kind of strange or just unique size, they'll custom make one for you. All of these uh, filters are shipped free. Within 24 hours, they get to your home right away, and they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so you're going to be removing pollen and mold and dust and allergy-aggravating pollution from your air. And right now, you can also save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Then you never have to worry about when it's time to order them again. Great way to go. You're going to save money. You're going to save time. And you're going to breathe better. It's filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. And send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred. Uh thirty-three ninety-three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh we've been talking about uh the Olympics, some of the sports, and some of the controversy, and of course the way the uh sister of Kim Jong un was treated mm. like royalty, mm. like uh she outflanked, according to the New York Times, Mike <laughs> Pence, who was also there. In fact, they were in the same box, apparently. And she gave him the stink eye from, like, the side stink eye. And uh, people like that. Look at her giving stink eye to Mike Pence. That's great. She outflanked him. Oh, wow. She really put him in his place. Look at that. She gave him the stink eye. By looking at him, she put him in his place? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And when she looks at people with stink eye in North Korea, they go to a prison camp and they die. So, you know, you got that going for you. So it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, you know, if she looks at you sideways, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You're on your way to a prison camp. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Eh, you're starving anyway. What do you care? Uh, I, I just, I, I mean, I can't believe the American media. It is despicable how they always fall in love with brutal dictators and brutal dictating families. How is it possible? Uh, Stuart in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Mm-hmm. Had to play the uh, family politics this past weekend. I, My wife and I, she watched college basketball with me, so I told her I'd watch ice skating with her. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. so I watched it. Man, I kind of felt sorry for that lady during the color because I saw her cutting eyes at Johnny, and she was thinking, man, does he look better than me tonight? But... <laughs> Here's the point. You know, that BuzzFeed about rating, uh, voting for the 10 best crotches. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Isn't Pat, that nice? Yeah. Pat, you mm-hmm. pointed out, you know, our, our tights, have they accentuated the crotcher? Did any of our guys make that top 10? <laughs> I don't know, and I'm, I'm not looking. I haven't looked. Uh, I did see the – I saw the headline – that's as deep as I went into that, uh, Stuart, to Was tell you the absolute truth. Show? I mean, what? I wasn't no, willing to look. I don't gonna, know. Not gonna adventure. I don't know if one of our guys meddled in biggest crotch. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and the wind resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be a problem in that sport. You would think right? it's very, very cold. Yeah, and then the wind blows, and uh, so you would think there'd be shrinkage uh, involved. Mm. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, I don't know because I didn't investigate the story that deeply. Uh, Bill in Kentucky, you're on the blaze. Yeah, you know, uh, Friday night, I'm sitting at the kitchen table just kind of relaxing, watching Netflix. And uh, my daughter comes running in and says, you got to come in and watch the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess I got to then. And I walk in there, and the thing that I notice is, Every country, it seemed like it was someone they mentioned. This person is from Cleveland, Ohio, but their grandmother's from Madagascar, so they're competing for Madagascar. <laughs> How many medals could actually be contributed to America mm-hmm. that are won by athletes competing for other countries? Oh, you've touched on one of my pet peeves. Yeah. that's That happens in both the winter and the summer games. Yep. You What you will find, thanks for the call, Irritating. Bill, is... A lot of Americans competing for other company, countries. Yep. A lot. Can't cut it here, so I'll go somewhere where I can. Right. And so we train them. And in fact, not only that, but just Russian athletes or Chinese athletes who come here and go to school here, and we train them, and we spend money on them, and we make them far better than they otherwise would have been because they're taking advantage of all the United States resources and then we send them back home to to compete against us in the Olympics. Yep. And we still usually kick their butts. But still, still, it bugs me. It bugs me. And, and yeah, I mean, th- they had the story of these two sisters who play hockey. And uh, one of them is of Korean ancestry. Mm. She was adopted into this family. So these sisters grow up together and they learn to play hockey and they become really, really good. And the one sister is invited to play hockey for uh, the U.S. team, and she does. The other sister is invited to play for the South Korean team. 
And she does. So she grew up here in America. We trained her. <laughs> we helped her become this good. And now she's going to compete against us uh, for South Korea. I mean, we're still going to kick their anuses, right? But still, it's upsetting to me. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm uh, with you. Because then you like uh, there was like a figure skater, you know, for... Who was it for? Was it for China? I don't remember. But it's a white dude out there, you know, who's born and raised in America. Mm-hmm. And he applied for, uh, mm-hmm. I heard the announcer say, he applied for uh, citizenship in, in 2013. And I thought, oh, about the time he realized he wasn't going to make it to the, uh, to the next uh, Olympic game. US or Olympic 2015 team. or whatever it was. It uh-huh. was right after the last ones. And I was thinking, oh, he's running the circuit somewhere else because he knows he's going to get defeated here. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> So I guess if, you know, because I have Irish ancestry, mm-hmm. I could compete for Ireland. Oh, man. I'm going to be competing for Ireland. I'm going to mm-hmm. be competing for Czechoslovakia. I'm sorry, the Czech Republic. I'm going to mm-hmm. be competing for Germany. I'm going to be competing for America. Uh, there's a America. lot of places I'm going to be competing for because I'm a mutt. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I'm mm-hmm. just, uh, give me a break. You can't I be think, a free agent for a country. I think you do have to apply for citizenship, though. So you got to get dual mm-hmm. citizenship. Well, who going. wouldn't want me, Pat? Come on. I mean, look at this. Uh, everybody? <clears throat> I'm yeah. just saying everybody Kinda wouldn't, hurts. wouldn't I mean, want you. It's not like I eat dog treats uh, for fun. All of the countries you mentioned would not want you. So that'll never be an issue. Germany might. Don't worry about it. Germany. Think don't of even Germany. worry about it. I mean, think of Germany. They would. No, they, they, they've no. got quite a few athletes. Mm. They're actually in the lead in the Olympic Games right now. So they probably, they don't need your services. All right, I got it. You made your point, man. Stop. It's another winter country. Okay. The winter countries dominate the winter games. Mm. That's my theory. <laughs> The winter countries? The winter the countries. The winter countries. Dominate the winter games. I want to try cross-country skiing. See if that's skating. not true. Uh, are, do you see, like, South Africa winning mm-hmm. a lot of sports in the winter games? No. No, you do not. Yeah. Well, I, I remember in 1988, <clears throat> I remember watching this guy from Mexico um, doing cross-country skiing. And Did uh, he win? Well, no. every athlete in the race crossed the line. And then it started snowing, and they were closing up shop, and there was, like, one guy checking his watch at the finish line. He's like, is the Mexican guy ever going to finish? <laughs> and finally, <laughs> yay! Everyone's like, yay! Here he comes! Four hours after everybody else! <laughs> so that's what happens when you are in a winter country, apparently. We've, we've got the same thing going on with the Nigerian bobsled team. Yeah! Same deal. Yeah! Same. Looking forward to that. Same deal. Good luck, ladies. Sal in Florida, you're on the blaze. <laughs> Hey, Pat and Keith. How are you guys? Hey, good. Hey, I haven't had the uh, displeasure of seeing the Obama portraits, but um, and I share your sentiment. I It would be too soon before I ever see them again. Yeah. The Obamas, that is. Yes. Um, but you're, you're mentioning that he's at Wrigley Field in the backdrop, and isn't the uh, the uh, imposter-in-chief purported to be the biggest White Sox fan? <laughs> well, yeah, well so why, yeah. why is he at Wrigley Field? Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. That's making a, reference to the vines and the ivy behind him. Yeah, I don't know that it's actually yeah. Wrigley Field. It just looks like the wall back yeah. there. Uh, appreciate the call, so. <laughs> Uh But yes, it, it would be interesting if he was doing even the portrait that looks like he's at Wrigley when he's such a White Sox fan. He's such a White Sox yeah. fan, though, Tell if us. you remember correctly. He couldn't name a single White Sox player that he he loved. Not one. Yeah, and he named... Not he had, one. He had the... Uh, Comiskey. He had the, yeah, Comiskey. <laughs> He pronounced it wrong. Uh, you got some fun audio over there, maybe? I don't huh? know. I, I thought I did, but we'll huh. see if I can find it. Yeah, so, uh, no, yeah. he... he but could... I do think that there's a different quality 
to what used to be Kaminsky Field versus Wrigley. <laughs> Kaminsky. See, I, the guy supposedly this huge White Sox fan, right? Doesn't even know the name of the actual stadium. Mispronounced. Where they play. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It was such a fraud. He's yeah. just such. That's all it means. It's not. It's not a huge issue, but it's. He, it just proves what a fraud he was. Yeah, everything. I mean, Nidalee Lions, Miami's Miami Heat's. Um, right. But boy, he could throw one hell of a fastball. I'll tell you that. Oh, what? Couldn't. Right? I mean, you talk no. about just right down the mid. What? No. What? No. Don't he disparage really, the leader. He really couldn't. Penn State, right here. Nidalee Lions. The Nidalee Lions. He's such a big sports fan. Stop. The Nidalee. Not the Nittany, the Nidalee Lions. Try harder, man. <laughs> Just it's pathetic. You're right. Pathetic. Just go away, please. We we're, we've had we've had our fill. It would be incomplete hmm? if I did not congratulate yeah. the city of Miami, right? Miami for having the world champion Miami Heat's. Yeah. <laughs> the world. I mean, the world champion Miami Heat. It's not even a word, man. A wor- the world champion Miami Heat's unbelievable. But George Bush is is the guy who doesn't know how to speak. Right. Got it. Right. Noted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I believe that poor people aren't necessarily killers. In other words. In other words, just because you're not necessarily rich uh-huh. doesn't mean you're going to kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, so maybe that's a bad example. Maybe it's a bad example. what you're okay, saying. So maybe we'll, we'll think about it during the <laughs> <All> break. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. This music that just makes you smile because you know it means it's time for chewing the fat <laughs> with Jeffy. So, how was your Olympic uh, weekend? Oh, were you out were you doing Olympic things? Man, were you Olympicizing like crazy? Uh, no, no, you didn't Olympicize. Why? You didn't watch any? No, very little. Like you watch nothing. Zero. You, you watch no. Katie Couric. I can't take her. I can't. Stand I can't. Her. Take I know her. that that makes it. Hard. I did follow. You know, I did follow a lot on social media and what was happening in the Olympics mm-hmm. and the you know the takedown of uh, Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> well, look, uh, Pence got attacked by the two openly gay athletes. Right. He gets attacked by the media over the uh, Kim Jong Un sister are you thing. Kidding me? I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, he got attacked. He gets attacked for that. We 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 lo- we're in love with the cheerleaders from North Korea. Right? We're and in they're love creepy. With the- we're I read glad an article that we're where- all South and North Korea are together. And it's just we talked about it last week. I, I thought it was crap that they were going together. First of all, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't understand what how that got forced down South Korea's throat, but it sure I, did. I don't either. They seem to like it, though. They had a huge ovation when they came into the stadium together. I just don't under the same it. flag, right? 
So Come on, they just what we're just going to whitewash North Korea now? Right? No. You're going to whitewash no. the country that has threatened you for 70 years. Come on. And you're only not North Korea because of us. So <laughs> right? you're welcome. Uh, I, I, it's it's, it's mind-boggling. It is. So if this is what they want to do, let's bring our 37,000 troops home. Let's bring them home. <laughs> yeah, have you guys it. can just unite. Guys Go ahead. Just love each other. Go ahead. Whatever. Go ahead. You can say, cheer each other on with those cheerleaders. Oh, wait, some of them are already killed? Because do, do you think that uh, when they said that, yeah, we're going to, we'll see you guys soon. You you think that that meant uh, peacefully? No, you're talking about when their tanks are rolling through Seoul. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, no, that's that what they're talking about. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. It's yeah, we'll unbelievable to me soon. how this guy, how we just, we just the press. I shouldn't say we. Yeah, but it's New unbelievable Times, to me CNN. that the overall press Pathetic. was just in love with North Korea. You know what? And it all started and not. Uh, and, I, and I'm sad to say this. It hurts my heart to say this because I thought it was a ruse, and it turned out not to be. Yeah. That uh, NBC News uh-huh. uh, and my main man uh, went over there. Yeah. I can't mm. even bring myself to Lester say Holt. it. You gotta say he it. went over there. And gave him nothing but love, and I thought it was a ruse, right? I thought, look, you're in the country. Yeah. You're going to give a little bit of love, but you're going to come back, and then you're going to say, hey, but this is what it was really like. I know nope. I said this. I don't think they but did this what it was any really of like. that. I don't think they did either. Despicable, it was man. all love. Yeah, it was. I mean, Lester. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? I mean, Lester has fallen in love. Yeah. Come on, man. If the press doesn't like the moniker fake news, then stop giving us fake news. Well. Because that's right. exactly what's happening here. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And what the heck did, how did, how, the whole gay thing with Mike Pence, too, the two gay skaters is really agonizing, too. Oh, that pisses me off. underlying story there is absolutely <clears throat> agonizing. Yes. As long as we're going to walk down this. Let's go down the road. As long as we're going to chew a little bit on this, let's yeah. go ahead and do it. Because do it. that whole thing is agonizing. Yeah. What, I mean, he did zip. What has Mike Pence ever done to the homosexual Well, community? one time I think it was reported that he had some thought that they could be healed or something, right? Well, I mean, that's what I they said. That was said that. I don't think so. He... I, I think that there was. I don't, I don't know that. That's a, I don't know that's that. a I just know Bachman that. I think thing. so too. Yes. Yeah, that's Michelle yes. Bachman. That's and I not think, Mike Pence. And I think uh, in Indiana, he was, <laughs> you know, was some kind of part of some law when he was governor. So I don't even know if he actually said it. You know, what, you have... know what law it was? It was the the uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It was that to bastard. protect. It was to protect Christians. <laughs> Against the, the you know the Baker thing, the like yeah. they have to have do to the uh, a same sex wedding. Right. Well, you're going to create discrimination against gays. It never did. It, <laughs> it never did. It's still a law in Indiana. How often are they screaming about discrimination? Oh, never. And it, you know they would. Definitely. If it was going on, that's all you would Every hear day. about from Indiana. Every day. Every day, Every day you hear about. It's it. not it happening. Nonstop. It's not happening. So. It would be nonstop. And on top of which, um, you know what? Okay, so you made your little statement. You made your little statement. So you, as representative of the United States of America on the Olympic team, now aren't going to shake the hand of the vice president of the United States. You're not going to show up. You know what? I, I, we should have just kicked him off the team. Fine. Go skate somewhere else. I know. Go skate somewhere else. <laughs> you know, you're not skating for us. No. You know what? Maybe I North know. Korea would be happy to have you. Right. They could cheer you on right. under the one flag with South Korea. 
right? And then you could maybe, oh, you know what? Oh, maybe the sister rights, would give you the eye. Gay rights are huge in North Korea. Oh, oh my gosh, they oh, love you. Could get cake baked. And, oh my it doesn't gosh. matter. Kim Jong-un will bake a cake for your wedding. <laughs> he will personally bake one for you. Oh, with little dancers on it, hugging uh-huh. and kissing. Yeah, it's he great. loves it. He loves. He, lo- he does. He loves the homosexual I mean- community. <laughs> he lo- In fact, I think that's their new North Korean slogan. We, lo- we love the LGBTQIA. We love it. We love it. I want to see that back. I didn't realize that was actually the new moniker. It is. I believe it. Is it being, it is. Is it being carved underneath his statues now? Yeah. Yes, or? yes. And their close personal ally, Iran, same thing. <laughs> same thing. They're still saying they don't have any gays there, but you can certainly, they want them. They want you to come and enjoy they, oh, all yeah. that is Iran <laughs> with them. They want you to. So do it. Do it. Please. It's agonizing. Please. It, it is. is. It's it really agonizing. Is. It really is. Shut up, you little idiots. You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know what you're talking about. This administration... They talk about this administration. What? A president who's the first one to ever condone same-sex marriage when he's elected president? That's the administration you're yelling at? I mean, it's just because his last name is Trump Mm -hmm. that we hate him. Yeah. I mean, I know this this is starting to become a real, you know, just... It is. It's old. It does. It just gets over and over again. But I'm just... I'm, t- I'm tired of having to stick up for the guy, but come on. But you have to because you it's have to. so ridiculous. So it's, insane. It's terrible. Asinine. I mean, the guy is, he already told you that he's the king of debt and loves debt. He's proven that that's true. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a 4.4 He's proving that that's true right now. How about, right? Yeah. I mean, it's and the, we're about to do a $1.5 trillion dollar <laughs> Uh, infrastructure, infrastructure situation. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Yeah. But we got crumbling roads and bridges. Time. I mean, well, look, the infrastructure. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing... Well, last time. Remember the crumbling roads and, and bridges? I, remember them? I do. Yeah. And I do. And at the last time we were riding... At that time, I was riding a train uh-huh. in and out of uh, Manhattan yeah. uh, every day from Trenton, New Jersey. I remember that. And there mm-hmm. were two brand new signs that went up that said, this is because... This All is, of the... Uh, yeah. This is because of the, of the money. Right. Okay, through the, the right. It, where it's being fixed because the of the recovery money. Recovery Act. And, recovery yeah, Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Recovery Act. And those signs were in gravel. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's where they stayed. <laughs> they were there the entire time, every day. You saw them in the gravel every day. Well, you know, <laughs> nothing else happened at Ever. all. I know. Everybody just so lined pathetic. their pockets. Cause, so that's not going to happen here. No, not okay, at all. That's not going to happen here because <laughs> that was Obama. You know and what gave Bush, them the, the right? fuel to get that push through was the. Um, the bridge collapse in Minnesota. Remember oh, I that? Know. that yes. that happened, and they're like, "Oh, we'll do whatever. We'll sign whatever." Yeah, that was like in what two oh, 2006, 2007, right before Obama something got like elected. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It perfect for him. Yeah, it sure did. It was a terrible thing. Yeah, right. I mean, yep, <laughs> it was. I mean, absolutely. But to, to spend that kind of money and use that as justification is there's a uh, breaking well, news right now that. A suspicious letter was sent to Trump Jr.'s home, and oh, three no. people were taken what? to the hospital. Wow. We're going to have to look into that. Three of the Trump family taken to the hospital? Looking right now. Holy cow. That's scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's his wife. Vanessa Trump. Hospitalized after opening envelope of white powder. My gosh. Sweet. Wow. Wow. We are in a bad place, man. That's that's crazy. That is absolutely. That is crazy. It's in Manhattan. 
sent it to their home. Despicable. Vanessa Trump. Yeah. Uh, who are the other two? Because it I'm said three people out. were taken. Was it her children? Jeez, that's really bad. Yes, it is. Yeah, there's very little. Not a lot right of uh, details yeah. on this, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Vanessa Trump apparently has been hospitalized <clears throat> after some suspicious letter with white powder in it came to her house. Wow. Let's hope that that she's just yeah a little ill. Precautionary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see how many kids he had. Well, see, he has several. Yeah, so. he's got three or four mm-hmm. little ones running around, so it's possible that it was one of the little ones. All right. Oh, terrible. Terrible. I wanted to get this statement out. It broke uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, but I hadn't had a chance to bring it to the forefront. And I know you keep asking me, and I keep forgetting. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring it to the forefront today. Okay. Uh, statement uh, by Jim Gilmore announced that he's not going to be candidate for the U.S. Senate in oh. Virginia in 2018. Oh, no. So How do you feel about to get that? that? Well, I just want to get that out there. Hopefully and, that's just setting up his presidential run in 2020, I mean, right? It's possible, but yeah. he's not. Look, he just wants to focus completely on the run for president. It's very possible. Sure. Well, yeah. I, mean, I just want to get that out there so that you stop asking me about it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because right. Well, you're he's the guy not we go going to. to run. Oh no. For the Senate in Virginia. Well, you're the guy we go to for all <laughs> things um, Lester Holt and uh, Jim Gilmore. <laughs> Lester's starting to slip, though. That North Korea thing. Okay. That pissed me off. Yeah, it's not good. Wow. A I mean, he's scorned. done a lot of reporting around the world, and I really liked Lester for a long time. And I know you've been a huge supporter. I know, and I, I thought for sure I really did. I, I stuck up for him for the North to Korea to the point thing. where it was almost creepy. I mean, I was starting to wonder if there was some you know thing you had with Lester Holt. Is it, would I there mean, be something wrong with that? If no, I did? I'd be perfectly fine with that. Hmm. As long as your wife is, and as long as you guys all agree to it, well, then I mean, that's wonderful. As long yeah. as it's totally consensual with all. Yeah, parties we're not here involved. to judge. We're, Thank we're you. Just no, checking I'm not on you. judging. Yeah, Thank we're you. just checking. Who am I? On you. Okay. Who am I? All right. You can't legislate love. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? You are I'm 100% right. 100% right. Yes. 100% right. Yep. <laughs> uh, London City Airport closed yesterday, still closed today. Uh, so if you're trying to fly into London City Airport, Heathrow's still open. But there's uh, they found a World War II bomb uh, in the water <laughs> Just off the, they just off the outside runway in London. How weird is that? Uh, so they, uh, they, the Navy has been alerted. The police have been alerted. They've shut her down. They've said, hold on. I'm pretty We're sure that's get been there, there for a while, right? <laughs> I mean. It was not just dropped from the sky. No. no. <laughs> World War II bomb so would have been guess, dropped in, I don't know, World War II, two would be my guess. So, I mean. Look, maybe we just let it go, right? I mean, maybe we just leave her alone. I don't know. I mean, they're afraid that it's going to go off. They're trying to get rid of it. They're hauling it out of there, and they've shut okay. down the airport. I mean, that kind of stinks, right? It's a good thing. I mean, I hope they hope Heathrow is able to handle the handle the weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I noticed that you talked a little bit about the uh, Michelle Obama and the uh, Barack Obama portraits. I'm looking at the portrait right now, uh, and they... it looks, I'm looking at it close up. I'm serious. This looks nothing like Michelle Okay, well, Obama. here's the deal. All right. I would never know that. I know story. that. And, and then social media was on fire about that, <clears throat> uh, talking about uh, this is a beautiful portrait. It looks very little like Michelle Obama. Yes. <laughs> um, Michelle Obama is an elegant lady, and the portrait looks nice. Clearly, uh, the artist drew someone else. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I guess that's what the artist does, right? That's what they were saying. She draws other people? Uh, yes. Who she's supposed to be painting? <laughs> I mean, that's her, that's her deal, right? People snarking on the Michelle Obama portrait should really take two minutes to see in the context of Amy Sherald's other portraits. Mm. That's her artistry. She, okay. So she she paints people that look nothing like the I people guess, she's painting. Yeah. That's that's yeah. called the opposite of talent. Yeah, that's that's called I can't I can't make you look like who you are. So uh, that's <laughs> that's not a thing. It is a thing though. She's that's she's not, it it's is. not a thing, man. What are you talking about? The, it is. It appears to be the a thing. Barack looks like Barack. It does. The Barack does look like Barack. They were two different artists, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought it was the same one no. for both. No, the one no uh, Cheryl was uh, no someone from Baltimore, wonder. and the other Wiley was the other one. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to be hung at the Smithsonian's National Portrait Gallery. Uh-huh. Uh, it was nice of uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Spielberg to show up for uh-huh. the event. That they were nice. all there. That's it was great. nice just to show up. Sure. To show up. I wonder how, the, I wonder how the Obamas paid for the portraits. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Don't you do this to me. I'm getting sick and tired. Don't you do this to me. All of them. Tom Hanks. I'm I'm done with him. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Who paid for this, done. Jeffy? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, it's the Smithsonian. It's going to be us, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're or, paying for this. Or it was commissioned by Spielberg and Hanks. Oh, I doubt I mean, that. No, they're just there to support their man. They're just there to support their couple. Yeah. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's yeah. wonderful. But the the picture that you showed earlier on the air that had uh, Michelle and uh, Barack standing next to their portraits did, and I, and I don't want to make this sound like it was a horrible thing because it's not. Oh. And you know that I am fashion. <clears throat> I know. I've been fashion for, mm-hmm. you know, forever. Quote, I am fashion. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. I just wonder what uh, drapery Michelle walked through before she walked out on stage. <laughs> that's uh... Uh, Because the <laughs> dress right, appears right. to be, that's the fashion statement, is you walk through a hanging drape and then that's your dress. This is from the man who is wearing, well... You look this good. Today. What are you talking about? You look I, good, Jeff. Look, because I wear this doesn't mean that I don't know fashion. I mean, I still mean fashion. This is from Mr. I don't necessarily fashion. wear fashion, but I am fashion. Oh, I see. I am fashion. I see. Okay, yeah. What are you? Like, no, that's a good clarifying uh, I mean, you're, statement there. It's a good clarifying statement. I understand a little better. You are fashion, but you don't dress fashionably. I see. I don't dress fashion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we also found out uh, the Las Vegas corner. Uh, Steve Paddock, more news in uh, Las Vegas. This is I unbelievable. Can't take this story unbelievable. anymore. This is unbelievable. Uh, one week. <laughs> <laughs> this is. There's, there's, Go ahead. there's so much more. Uh, so the coroner's office is stating in its official autopsy report for Stephen Paddock that Paddock died on Monday, October 2nd, 2017, at 12 noon. Wait. One day after he committed suicide, as we were told by the police. It was sometime Sunday night. Just a week ago, the. They said when they found him, he was dead. He was well, already actually, dead. Actually, the original statement was that they saw him kill himself. Was it? Because just a week ago, the LVMPD search warrants and affidavits were released by court order uh, to the public. We found out that uh, the sergeant swore under oath to a judge that police witnessed Paddock commit suicide as they made what? entry into his suite. And then we find out later, as they said in the press conference, you know, nobody witnessed him commit suicide. Uh, he was dead upon uh, entry, and we're just right. chalking that up to the confusion of the night. We've heard the... so many different stories from this. So some of the questions wow. from this story is, why was Paddock's autopsy conducted six days after the massacre, not sooner? 
Why didn't Clark County Coroner uh, release Paddock's autopsy report immediately when ordered by the judge to do so in, on January 30th? Why did it take so long to send Paddock's brain to Stanford University Medical Center since the autopsy was performed on October 6th? Uh, how come the coroner's office, it, is, it just goes on and on and on this case. Wow. It goes on and on and on. So four months now after they're the saying, massacre, though, that he wasn't dead until the next day. Four months after the massacre, we <laughs> keep having to ask questions because of the incompetency, which does nothing but fan the flames. This right? is getting into conspiracy. JFK realm. It sure is. We're never going to know the we, truth. We, we never will. And so many loose it's ends with unbelievable. This. But they're just saying that, yeah, I mean, obviously he was dead the night, October 1st, right? I mean, there was no doubt about that. But the coroner's just said... Wasn't there? I don't know that. I honestly don't know and actually, that. Actually, we don't, do we? I don't know that. Actually, we don't, do they, No. They, they told us they witnessed him shooting himself. I don't know. Which was a lie. Right. So we find out that they didn't witness it. They're saying right. now that we're supposed to believe that he was already dead when we entered the room. Yeah. Which, okay. And now, we find out he wasn't dead till the next day. Or at least the coroner. The coroner wasn't dead till the next day at noon. But I've seen the pictures, and I know right? you have, where he's on the floor of the hotel room... Well, appearing to be dead, that doesn't mean yeah. that he was. Right. I mean, it's, right? Well, that's, uh, I can't. I mean, it's it. amazing. Freaky. Yeah, it it's really amazing. Really freaky. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray unleashed. Coming up, there's uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, some tweets here at Pat Unleashed. Of course, Canadians are good at things like ice dancing. It's a frozen wasteland. What else are they going to do? Thank you, Trev. <laughs> uh, for Mike, didn't we already hold the winter games? They were called the Super Bowl. Thank you. Uh, Nick in Detroit. I might be one for a w- one world government if it would get rid of the International Olympic Games once and for all. <laughs> from uh, Bo Griffith. I just can't wait for AI to give us unbiased skating judgments. Okay. Mm. And uh, from cost 719. Phew. Glad to hear chewing the fat with Jeffy. After he wasn't on TMB, we all thought he got canned or was back in jail. Either one. (laughs) It's a fair assumption. Uh, Uh, By the way, (laughs) Vanessa Trump, the wife of Donald Jr. Fell ill. Uh, She was coughing. She was nauseous. And uh, all of that happened after she opened an envelope with a white powder. She's been taken to the hospital. The initial report was that three people from the house were taken uh, to the hospital. So I don't know if it was uh, her kids, two of her kids. I I don't know. Uh, But this is a a frightening story. Why, Why would anybody send something toxic to the home of Donald Jr.? I mean... The hatred for these people is just so out of bounds. Yeah. It, it's just, it defies all logic. 888 We're going to talk about the school district that removed two classics after students said the books made them uncomfortable. 
I, uh, the book makes me uncomfortable. You need to get it out of here. That, that book makes me uncomfortable. You won't believe this. No, you won't believe. You won't believe this story. <laughs> also, uh, the Peter Rabbit filmmakers uh, and the studio behind it are apologizing for insensitively. <laughs> oh no! What they do? They insensitively depicted a character's allergy in the film, <gasps> and. It's prompted a backlash from allergy sufferers. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to judge. I oh, don't my judge. gosh. I want to hear the story. I, I do, too. I'm afraid. And we'll, we'll share that story with you because I'm sure it's totally legitimate. <laughs> I'm sure they're way out of bounds. The Peter Rabbit film. It's a freaking uh, a comedy movie. Do we, Really? Do we have to take it seriously about how they treated allergy sufferers? And uh, Trump is going to unveil a plan making brutal changes to government worker pay, and unions are already pissed off, so we'll tell you about that as well. Uh, 888-900-3393. Oh, I also have to tell you about the commander-in-chief of America's rape culture. <laughs> I mean... I mean, obviously, we got to tell you about that. I mean, everybody's talking about... I'm sorry? America's rape culture that... Donald Trump is overseeing. We'll get into that as well. Coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Okay, um, Vanessa Trump, Don Jr.'s wife, received a uh, letter at home. They opened it up. It had some white powder in it, and she was taken to the hospital. She, I guess, she was coughing, nauseous, but the police have said it was non toxic. That's great. So that's great. That that's good. That's really good news. Who knows what it was? You know, maybe some joke. Somebody thought that was funny. Okay, it says here it uh, the white powder was cornstarch. Why would you do this? Why would you mail cornstarch to Donald Trump Jr.'s home? Why why would you do that? I mean that that should be treated almost as if he mailed whoever it is mailed something toxic to them. Yeah, I mean that's, that's pathetic. That's, What's the matter with you? That yeah, that's not a prank. That is not. That's I, a it's crime. not. It's not cool. Uh, I mean, they've be. got children. He's got a wife and children, and he's not the president either. He's just the president's son, and you're taking out your hatred on him and his family. What a sick uh, society we've got. It's just really tragic. But the good news is, apparently, it's just uh, cornstarch. So, uh, if she if she got a headache or she got nauseous or whatever, I don't know if that was psychosomatic. I I don't know. Yeah. If I if could, I open up an envelope with white powder falling out of it, I'm going to start vomiting too. <laughs> yeah, I think you might. Seriously, I, I just want. I think just you might stay out, especially you, because you're just a little paranoid. 
Am I'm I a right? little paranoid. A little and, paranoid. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take much for me to start vomiting. <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. You're a little bit paranoid. And vomitous. It's not how it went. Mm-hmm. No, it's no, it's not. not how, I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit catchy. rock and roll. I kind of like the vomitous route. <laughs> I'm a little bit rock and roll. You're a little bit vomitous. Yeah, you like that? Okay, that's good. Let's go with that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, American Literary Classics, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Adventures of Huck Finn are read by most high school students nationwide, but students in Duluth, Minnesota are not going to be able to read them any longer. Um, This pisses me off, Pat. According to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, yeah, it's because you're a hater. That's because you're fine with students feeling uncomfortable when they're reading books. Well, that's true, too. Uh, what do you want them to feel uncomfortable? Is that what you want when they're reading To Kill a Mockingbird? You want a student to feel uncomfortable. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. I knew it. You're a bad person, Keith. Well, that's true. You're a bad person. I don't think it has anything person. to do with this story, however, but. Not, it has everything to do with this story. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I uh, but hear th- not just this story. Yeah, I want to hear the details because this story is going to get fun, I bet. Well, according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, the books will be dropped from the high school English classes list of reading in an effort to, quote, be considerate of all students, unquote, because <laughs> the books contain. Uh-oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What do they contain? Racial slurs. They contain racial slurs? Yep, they do. Oh, my gosh. I hope they're ba- Oh, they are going to ban it. They have banned it. Thank Not going goodness. to. They already did. Mm-hmm. The books were required reading for ninth and eleventh grade English classes in Duluth. Uh, but uh, oh, okay, they will. They'll be optional oh, come next they? year, so you don't have to read them, but you can if you want. Okay. But I, I think they should be banned. Not just banned, but burned. Banned Anything that makes us feel uncomfortable should be burned. Don't you agree with that? Let's do a giant burning in the in like every town square of books that make us feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be subjected to that. I don't want to ever feel uncomfortable. Yeah, this. this... I don't want students to ever no. feel uncomfortable. And thank goodness uh, Duluth has taken some action here. Yeah. Some mock the decision. You bastard. Oh, you haters. Whoa. You absolute racist. Racist. Haters. Haters who You hate. ugly, white, privileged, racist, hateful, hate mongers who monger in hate yeah. and hatefulness. Yes. You hateful, hate mongers who are mongering in the hatiest hate of all hatred. Whoa. Hatiest hate? The hatiest hatred of all hate. It's getting serious up in here. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's only effective if you say all up in here. All up in here. Yes, thank you. I'm not hip like you, you, man. We've I know you're established not. This long I know ago. you're not. Uh, Stephen Witherspoon. Oh, gosh. President of the Duluth NAACP chapter. There we go. Called the decision, quote, mm-hmm. long overdue, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To Kill a Mockingbird should have never been read. Neither should... Huckleberry Finn. It's wrong, he said. There are a lot more authors out there with better literature that can do the same thing that does not degrade our people. I can't take I'm this. I'm glad that they're making the decision and it's long overdue, like 20 years overdue. 20? I say more like 160 in the case of Huck Finn. Thank you. Uh, let's move forward and work together to make school work for all our kids, not just some 
all of them. <laughs> Our kids don't need to read the N-word in school. <laughs> no, what they need to do is hear it on records all the time from <laughs> the rappers that you love Wait, still. is that the quote still going? <laughs> no. The quote <laughs> ended at our kids don't need to hear oh, the N-word okay. in school. Okay. What they need to do is hear it after school when they're going home on their freaking cassettes and CDs and iPods. That's where they need to hear it. Uh, you, you know the... The power of your point was a little uh, lost. A little when you when dropped I said in cassettes. the word cassette. Yeah, cassettes. But that. the sentiment I, I got. <laughs> no, this, this really pisses me off. On their iPods, on their yeah, phones. I, yeah, thank you, thank you. If yeah. we're to update it to the 21st century, and maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I grant you that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. I mean, I just didn't want your point to be lost. No, we should update this on... rant to the 21st cassettes. century, and I've officially done that with phones. And iPods. That's where they should hear the N word. Okay, so <laughs> from Jay Z yes. and Drake, yes. not from from let's say Harper Lee. Harper Lee. I mean, come and, on. And and uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. I mean, let's. I wow. could not think of Mark Twain's that's name. That's fine. That's fine because I'm going to think of Stephen Witherspoon's name, uh-huh. the Duluth, Minnesota NAACP head. Yep. Who clearly has not read either of those books. Who has no idea but of the all context he knows is of them. It, it contains the N-word. It contains the N-word, because that's, that's all, all that matters. Because if that's all that matters is banning the N-word mm-hmm. from public schools, then then we better not have these kids in these schools reading a letter from a Birmingham jail penned by one Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I will defend this, but I do not read novels, Pat It's Gray. supposed to make you uncomfortable. I don't read novels. I have read this one that's twice. A shocking statement you just made twice. I hate novels, but this one... Is a winner, and it may you know what it does to make you uncomfortable? It shows you the racist attitudes yes. in the deep south. It doesn't glorify it. Yeah, the, the hero, the hero of the book, Atticus, is is the biggest anti-racist in the entire story who's mm-hmm. defending a black man who is being falsely accused of something terrible. And it, it just can you please make your decisions based in context? And you could, you random... could say the same thing about Huckleberry Finn yes. if you look past the use of the N-word. Why is it being used? In what context? And none of that matters, though. No. But but if you were to bring up rap music to them, where they use the N word every other word. Oh, that's fine. And mf'er. That's art. And biatch for the for the women over and over and over and over. Why is that not a problem? Why is that? Because it's it's stated by black people, so that makes it fine. Yeah, that's fine, man. I, I, I for the life of me, I can't understand this. If you're going to do this, let's be consistent across the board. Don't tell me it's okay for you to do it and not me. Don't tell me it's okay for Jay-Z and not Mark Twain. Don't tell me that stuff because it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And you could say it makes sense because I don't understand the black experience all you want. But if you're not going to be consistent, this is not going to work. It's not going to work. Either the word is okay or it isn't. It can't be okay on Tuesdays. It can't be okay by Hispanics and not whites. It can't be okay from blacks but not Native Americans. It can't. It, you just can't send that signal to the, to the youth. You, you You've already sent that signal to them, yeah. and look where, where it's gotten you. I can't take any argument you make, Duluth NAACP, seriously if this is your <clears throat> response to literary classics. And it's not just the Duluth NAACP. No. It's, it's leaders uh, across the country who act this way. And it's really harmful. And it's really stupid. 
it's so ignorant. I mean, can't you just think your way through this? Well, okay, but if you're going to say this is too much for the kids to see, then by gosh, you've got to say the same thing about rap music. You have to. And you got to start coming down on these guys, Drake and Jay-Z and whoever else uh, that they're listening to on a regular basis, saying that word every other phrase. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yep. That's just an art form that the kids can relate to. That's different somehow. It's not. It just, it's not. Triple eight, 933.93. Let's go to Sean in Minnesota. Sean, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. I was just, uh, earlier you were talking about um, winter sports and non winter countries not doing very good. Yeah. But you are forgetting about the 93 team that were from Jamaica and they had the three runners that mm-hmm. became bobsledders. All right. Those guys did pretty good. Well, they finished 38th, I think, that. didn't they? 38 out of 38. What was that? They finished 38. Yeah, but. That's because you know that was at the last thing they they were going pretty good until you know the the last race they crashed and it wrecked everything. Yeah, it was that fat guy but, that threw everybody off, wasn't it? The, the yeah yeah. What was the fat guy's exactly. name? Yeah, John. Um, John Candy. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> He shouldn't have been in the Olympics. That's a good point. What's a comedian doing at the Olympic Games? Mm -hmm. He ruined everything. No, appreciate it, uh, Sean. That's a good point. (laughs) Uh, So the the movie. How did they finish, huh? I think it was 38th or 39th. Ooh, they got as high as 28 in 2002, but back then it was 30th, yeah. Oh wow! Thirty. Boy, they was get that dead close. last, or did they beat? Well, anybody? over the year. Oh, that's two man. Two man has over the years from eighty eight to twenty fourteen has they've got disqualified at one point, but they've gone from uh, as high as twenty eight uh, as low as thirty six. Now the four man team hmm. eighty eight did not finish. <laughs> okay. Ninety two, twenty fifth, ninety four, fourteenth. Oh, fourteenth. Right. Yeah, it's time for a parade. That's actually fairly successful mm-hmm. for a. For a non-winter com- country where it never snows. Wait, I'm still trying to figure it out. How do you delineate between a winter country and a non-winter country? A uh, winter country is a country north of us. North of us. <laughs> okay, so yeah. like Canada, eh, it's a winter country. I don't care how many win- how many medals you win. Mm-hmm. Shut up about it. Well, there's only 30 million of us, so we're doing really. Yeah, shut up. You're a winter country. Winter. Shut up. How do you do in the summer games? Tell me about that. Okay. <laughs> That's where that's where you would jump in with your <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it and smoke it right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right, Keith. Winter country. You're a winter country. Uh, Norway, obviously winter. Winter country. country. Finland, winter, winter country. country. Sweden, winter, winter country. country. Belize, so, not winter, a winter country. Not a winter country. It's a geography lesson here. The United States Tatum. of America, not a winter country. We've got some winter areas. That doesn't matter. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You're from Montana. Right. That's a winter area. So that's part of the country. Yeah, but I don't live there now, so. Does that disqualify the entire nation then? <laughs> yeah, it does. From being a winter yeah, country because you're not living it there? It does, yeah. Are you not following this? This is so easy. It's hard. I thought I had Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed, and your call's coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me share one one more thing before we get back to your calls. 888-933-93. Peter Rabbit. Talk about a hateful movie. Mm. Holy cow. What's happening? I can't I can't abide this kind of stuff, Keith, and I can't support it. Not a penny of my money will go to Peter Rabbit or the company that made it. Dang. Or anybody involved with it. Any, any of the people that did voice work for it, hmm. anybody who, you know, who drew uh, the characters, okay. uh, none of it. How about the guy who printed up the story no. after you wanted to talk about it? No, not him either. Wait, he's he's now tainted as well. Peter Rabbit filmmakers and the studio behind it are apologizing for their unbelievable insensitivity, depicting a character's allergy. <laughs> Sony says. Uh, in a joint statement with the filmmakers that, quote, food allergies are a serious issue, unquote. And the film, quote, should not have made light, unquote, of a character being allergic to blackberries, even in a cartoonish slapstick way. Thank you. Too late. Uh, oh, no. I don't accept your apology. Really? <laughs> On behalf of allergy sufferers everywhere. Huh. Apology not accepted. Wow. Throwing the gauntlet down, <laughs> Pat Gray. What's happening here? I am encouraging a boycott of Peter Rabbit. I will not be made fun of, even though I don't have allergies. But my son does. Uh-huh. Many members of my family do. Okay, but I mean... Some... In Peter Rabbit, just listen for a yes, second, sir. Keith. Yes, sir. Which was released this last weekend. The character of Mr. McGregor is allergic to blackberries. The rabbits fling that fruit at him in a scene. And as a result, he's forced to use an EpiPen. Wow. (laughs) You tell me that's not hateful. You tell me that's not irresponsible. (laughs) They knew the guy was allergic to to blueberries. The rabbit. Cartoon. Right. (laughs) And so what do the rabbits do insensitively? They throw blueberries at him or blackberries. These are blackberries. Yeah, be, that he's be specific. So he's allergic know. to blackberries. Those are the exact fruit they threw at him. Yeah, that's mean. And that's unacceptable. That's incomp. That's despicable, these rabbits. Charity group. <laughs> okay. There's a charity group. <laughs> Called, uh-huh. of course there is, and this is wonderful. Right. This yeah, is wh- wonderful. Yeah, don't, yeah. Kids with food allergies is the charity group. Kids with food allergies. Hold on. K-W-F-A. Again, don't yell at me because you don't know what it's. I have a son who's so allergic to nuts, it would kill him if he just ate a spoonful. And this is this group, though, that's But upset. this group, They're... kids with food allergies, Quaffa. is a real thing. <laughs> Kaffa or Quiffa. Quiffa. I guess you could use the yeah, W. Yeah. Of course. You don't want to just discard it. I mean, because then they're going to boycott <laughs> you for discounting the letter W. What do you hate W's? Yeah. What's your problem? Well, yes, because that's the letter that starts white people. Um, should boycott it then. But they posted a warning about the scene on its Facebook page. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, prompting some on Twitter to start using the hashtag boycott Peter Rabbit. Are okay. you serious? Okay. Stop it now. The group said that allergy jokes are harmful to their community. <clears throat> so allergy sufferers are a community now? Really? <laughs> Have they banded together into a community? 
And that making light of the condition <clears throat> encourages Sorry. the public not to take the risk of allergic reactions serious. No, it doesn't. Stop it. Can we not joke about anything anymore? No. Nope. Seriously. No, you cannot. That's the direction we're headed. You're not going to be able to do any movies. You're not going to be able to do any television. We're not going to be able to have entertainment anymore because all of it offends somebody. Kenneth Mendez, the president and CEO of the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Wait, hold on. Asthma the and Allergy A-A-A-F-A. A-A-A-F-A. The AAAFA F. wrote an open letter to the studio Saturday asking for the opportunity to educate the company and the film's cast. What do you want to bet? They'll be grant. Sure, yeah, come here and educate us on it. Uh-huh. Realities of food allergies urged the studio to, quote, examine your portrayal of bullying in your Shut films up. geared toward a young Shut audience up. of allergy sufferers. Shut unquote. up. Uh, sincerely, the studio and filmmakers said they sincerely regret not being more aware and sensitive to this issue, and we truly apologize. Mm-hmm. You know what they should do? Is pull the freaking film from theaters. You think so? Right now. That's we, the only acceptable course of action. Like, it, it, if is film even a thing? Could mm-hmm. we burn that? Well, you should pull the movie in its digital form or yeah. its analog form. Whatever form it takes, get it out of theaters. Burn the hard drives that they're sitting it. on? Burn it all to the ground. Okay, we got, it. We got books to burn yep. and we got movies to burn. But wait a minute. Won't that hurt the atmosphere and cause global warming? It, well, I'm sorry. It's just it's it worth, worth it, it in then? this case. Now, you're right, though. Entertainment is dead. It's dead, And man. liberal comedians Seriously dead. are realizing this, too. They're, they're realizing that, oh, my gosh. I had another it, story speaking of this hmm? same thing. Okay. Uh, is it something as serious as um, throwing fruits at cartoon rabbits and then um, making allergy sufferers feel uh, inadequate? I think it's the cartoon rabbits throwing the allergy-causing agent at an actual person. I think that's what happens. Now, does it change your perception of this uh, terrible movie? Wait, I hope so, Keith. But I thought his name was Peter Rabbit. Oh, so. No, Peter Rabbit is throwing it at Mr. McGregor or something. Oh, right? Mr. McGregor is a, is a <clears> human? He's per- yeah, he's the person. I mean, I'm sorry. And I'm they're bullying him. They're bullying so. him because he tried to kill him. And you can't bully somebody that tries to kill you. That's just not right. Am okay. I right? Who's with me on that? Oh, Come yeah, Mr. Now. McGregor's a dude. That's what I told you. I'm sorry. Don't Shows you how invested me. I am in this story. You don't doubt me. Hmm. Well, that's just, now it's oh, mean. Okay, here's, here's the other story I was looking oh, for. Oh, what do you got? Speaking of <clears throat> entertainment being dead, a Boston sports radio host was suspended because he used an Asian accent when he talked about a, a sports agent who's Asian. Uh, He was suspended after doing a joking impression of an NFL agent with a mock Asian accent. And people laughed. So... Well, are they fired too? Get out. So far, he's... My guess is by the end of the week, he'll be gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've suspended him now. He impersonated athlete agent Don Yee in an insensitive and ill-conceived attempt at humor, he says. Later, we regret... Now, this is the station. We regret Christian's commentary, and we apologize to Mr. Yee and those offended by this segment. Any group that has a special interest organized mm-hmm. situation, like a committee like or a lobby, like lobby. a lobby, they become so powerful in this country. I think I've told the story before in Connecticut when Glenn and I were together uh, doing a morning show. We did this dumb thing uh, on Chinese food or something. 
<clears throat> this was, you know, 25 years ago still. So, I mean, it was starting to get bad then. Uh, shortly after that bit, I got a job in Salt Lake. We went back to Salt Lake City. The Asian group that heard it in Connecticut followed me to the new job I had no. in Salt Lake City, contacted the, uh, the leadership, the management at the radio station, tried to get me fired before I even started. Because <laughs> we used a gong in a bit. What? I mean, it is, it's unbelievable. Fortunately, they didn't, they didn't fall for that. Um, but I think today, yeah, you'd be done. You would be done. You just, you can't do any kind of humor. We used to understand. uh, He's joking. It's a joke, relax. Not anymore. That doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you're joking, if you're serious, if you say it in your sleep, if you accidentally say it, it doesn't matter. Just like the chink in the armor thing Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with Chinese people. Or a disparaging term for Chinese. Had nothing to do with that. He was actually talking about the chink in the armor. The expression, well, that's his chink in the armor. Meaning that's his weak point. Got fired. Nobody cared. They knew that it was not directed that way. Even fired the, him anyway. Even the player Jeremy Lin said, that's not offensive at all. I totally understood the Even context. the guy they were talking about. Ugh. So... Comedy's over. Comedy's over. Context does not matter. Just so you know. Like the N-word thing we just talked about. I mean, it doesn't matter what context it's used in. The fact that, oh my gosh, there's the N-word! And it used to be that academic things, you know, classic literature like this was pretty well protected. That's not even the case anymore. As we see in To Kill a Mockingbird and Huckleberry Finn. It's the death of common sense. Oh, yeah. It's... And Goodbye. then some. And there's no pulse left. It's not even moving. 888 uh, We have more fun stuff to get to. Coming up in the uh, final half hour of Pat Gray Unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray. Hi. <laughs> Another great story, too. Just to make you even more frustrated. Uh, Student (laughs) activists and community members helped to get a production of The Hunchback of Notre Dame canceled at an Ithaca, New York high school. Why? They had the unmitigated gall. They had the nerve. Oh, no. They had the audacity and the insensitivity to give the lead role of Esmeralda to a white girl. Oh, the I could barely, I almost vomited saying that. Yeah. In fact, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. Oh, need a mint? Mm. 
I'm going to need one in a minute, yeah. According to the Ithaca Journal, five student activists wrote letters and put out a list of demands after a white student who this social justice warrior group concedes is, quote, a stellar actor, singer, and dancer, unquote. So they said, yeah, you know what? She's a stellar actor, singer, and a great dancer. She's brilliant, uh, but she's white. She can't play Esmeralda. Oh, obviously. Even though Esmeralda is part white and part Roma, I think they call them, sort of the gypsy people, which I don't think is a good term now. So they're the Roma people. <laughs> Wait, what? Who came from wherever the Romas came from. I think northern India. So how dare they have a full white person when she was only part white? Oh. Is this crazy? I mean, oh. this is the kind of stuff that happens in a society. And then uh, uh, society responds by electing someone like Donald Trump, who mm-hmm. is perceived to be the mm-hmm. guy who's going to put you in your place. And again, this is sort of the prediction Glenn made in 2012. Yep. When he said, okay, you don't like Mitt Romney? Um, you know what's going to happen next time is we're going to elect the guy with the gravy stain on his shirt. Well, he doesn't literally have a gravy stain, but metaphorically, he sure does. He is the gravy. Donald Trump was the gravy stain candidate, and we elected him because of it. It was a real thing. It really turned out that way. Uh, jeez, a black student who quit the uh, play after the white student was cast. Now, so the black person wanted to play when it's it's not a black person they're being that's being portrayed. So wouldn't that be even worse? You're not even you're not even part white for the for the for the character. But she says it shows you that theater wasn't made for you, and it shows you that if you can't get the parts that are written for you, what parts are you going to get? I I don't know. Uh, But sadly, they said that this white girl was the epitome of whiteness. (laughs) And, of course, you know how bad that is. You know how bad that is. Unfortunately, it's also come to our attention that the casting of this musical is antithetical to the very message which beats throughout the heart of the musical itself, which the letter stated from the, quote, diverse group of students, unquote. We speak specifically of the casting choice of the role of Esmeralda. <laughs> Jeez. I, I really can't believe it. Before we speak further, we want to stress that the talented young woman who was cast in this role is a stellar actor, singer, and dancer. She's worked hard to hone her craft, and the IH and the IHS stage, or any stage, would be lucky to have her. Our concern is not with her, but the fact that in terms of demographics, she's the wrong choice for this role. This is so demographics so stupid can play a part if you're white. Got it. Okay. Oh my. Gosh. I'm mad. I mean, it's, uh, the world, I mean, oof. Pat. So let's fix it. Uh, let's review here. Okay. Uh, it is racist to cast the girl, a white girl, as Esmeralda, but it's totally progressive, I guess, to get her fired from the position because of her skin color. Do I have that right? You got it. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty apt review of what's going on. Makes sense, right? Oh, it makes total sense. I mean, there's no inconsistencies here whatsoever. <laughs> Not with the I've, left. Are you yeah. kidding me? 
No. No. We're good. Please. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, some odds and ends here <clears throat> that we've been meaning to get to. China has created the world's first forest city. Oh. Sounds I like what they're doing lovely. over there. Uh, they're creating these giant cities with no one in them. <laughs> Just because yeah. they have to, to oh. keep their GDP high. Look how pretty that city is. Well, the oh, yeah, trees there's a and shot. whatnot. TheBlazeTV.com. That is actually kind of cool, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of cool. But so they built... <laughs> They built these structures with trees growing on virtually every well, that's level. Just, yeah, that's just a picture here. So they're hoping it looks halfway, you know, decent. When and there done. it is again. Wow, that's uh-huh. that's nice. So that's an artist's rendering type of thing? Yeah, it's kind of like a city full of Carabas restaurants, I think, is kind of where we're at. Because mm-hmm. you know how they grow, like, trees and stuff on top of the roof? That's kind of what you got there. At Carabas? Right? No. Isn't that Carabas? Are you talking about Rainforest Cafe? Maybe no. the Rainforest. No, Rainforest Cafe, the one I know is in the mall. I've never seen Carabas join, uh, uh, grow uh, anything on the roof. What do you mean? I've never seen it. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to Google image for you. Look at this. Uh, what do you got there? What do you got there? What's on top of the roof at Carabas oh, Italian okay. Grill? Yeah, I guess. Trees and whatnot. Trees and stuff. Green things. Don't think they did that in Houston when I used to go to Carabas a lot. Hmm. Uh, but China's cor- constructing the world's first forest city where all buildings are covered in plants and trees to tackle global warming and air pollution. <laughs> right? In China? Of in course. China. <laughs> of course, they're also building a coal-fired plant every week, but don't <laughs> worry about that. Not when they're doing uh, forest cities. Again, don't expect consistency from the world. Uh, the Liezhu... Forest City will be home to 30,000 people once completed in a few years. Offices, houses, hotels, hospitals, and schools will be entirely covered by a total of 40,000 trees and 1 million plants of 100 species. Mm-hmm. These wonderful plants and trees will mm-hmm. absorb almost 10,000 tons of CO2 and 57 tons of pollutants per year. And they'll produce around 900 tons of oxygen. So the Chinese will be able to breathe deep and breathe freely. <sighs> until the pollution from the coal-fired coal fire, fired, powered plant, plant kills them. That's not in the story. That's not in the story. You added no. that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> the city will be built in the north of Lijiu in the mountains area of Guangxi, South China. In an area that covers 175 hectares. There's another word from mm. metrics. I, wait, 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 wait. It could be like an inch and a half how, or 400,000 miles. How Nobody many knows. hectares? No one knows. Hec- 175 what? hectares. 175. <laughs> and what are we trying to how do? How many acres? Let's convert that to acres. Acres. Uh, acres. 175 it's hectares. Hectares. Uh, 432 acres. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a decent amount of space. I mean, I knew that off the top of my head. I didn't have to look anywhere. <clears throat> It will connect to Lijiu with a fast rail line and roads for electric cars. It's going to be various residential areas, commercial and recreational, two schools and a hospital. And, and, you know, what do you want to bet? It will not be peopled by anybody because this is what China does. Mm -hmm. They build these elaborate cities because they have to build something to keep their economy going. And then nobody lives there. And then you get this big empty city. I don't know how long they can keep doing this, but my guess is uh, not that much longer. 
they may well be in worse shape mm-hmm. economically than we are. Yeah. Um, are they uh, proposing over $4 trillion budgets uh, yeah, to increase not. the debt? Uh... No, because their infrastructure is not crumbling. It's brand new, spanking beautiful. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Look at their airports. Nobody has airports like China does. Mm-hmm. Well, we got Carabas with uh, trees on With trees roof. on it. So, so, yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, San Francisco is experiencing a mass exodus of residents. How can that be possible huh. in this Shangri-La of cities? <laughs> it tops the list of uh, high-cost housing. For instance, you could get like 800-square-foot apartment maybe for $900,000 or uh, a million or so. Hmm. Operators of a San Jose U-Haul business say one of their biggest problems is getting its rental moving vans back in time because so many are on a one-way ticket out of town. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, they cite crowding, crime, and politics as the reason for the exodus. Oh. Uh, one of the people exiting says, we just don't like it here anymore. You know, we don't like the sanctuary state status and just the politics here. Thank you. Good. Not to mention the stinking taxes. Mm-hmm. Nationwide, the cities with the highest inflows, according to Redfin, are Phoenix, in a conservative state, Las Vegas, mixed, Atlanta, conservative, Nashville, conservative. All right. Triple so a. I think you just listed off the four cities about to be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, when you start trumpeting all the great things, uh-huh. like that's why I never say good things about the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. That sucks. We don't want anybody coming here. No. Terrible. You don't want to be here. I terrible, hate it. terrible I mean, place. Everything to, about don't it even just, come here from no, California. I mean, there's like a stench in the air. In fact, here's the thing. Jeffy lives here. I don't think you can get to Texas from California. No. It's impossible. No, there's a big blockage yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Sorry. So I don't want you to be hurt, so just yeah. don't try it. Yeah, don't waste your time driving don't, that far east and have to turn it. around and go back. Don't so just, do it. Why don't you stay put there in Cali? David in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I want to make the comment. I'm real tired of the politically correct, oversensitive ninnies. Every time they complain about something trivial... We immediately apologize. Oh, I'm sorry about that. We'll correct it. We'll fire the little white girl. Yeah. Just wondering when we're going to stand up against that and say, yeah. too bad we made a decision live with it. Well, I'm wondering that too. And it seems like the election of Trump was sort of our version of that, right? It seems like, so. yeah, we we found a guy, thanks, David, that we thought was going to be that guy to stand up and say, and he, and he kind of has. He's not afraid to stand up and say what's on his mind. So maybe this is the beginning of it. I hope so. Pat in New York, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. I was going to tweet something snarky, but my computer froze. Oh, boy. Mm. I um, that <laughs> um, I'm an alum of this guy, high school, and, you know, back in the early 70s. And, you know, there were times when we. You know, you had to take a friend to the ladies' room with you because you're, you know, the militant black students would hang out in there and you could get beat up if you went in alone. And then mm. for the longest time, there was nothing like, like that. And here we are back all those years ago, the same stuff. Yeah. And my, my kids are out of there now, but it was not like this at all when they were in school. Um, 
And I'm really embarrassed. Well, this is our community. Our community is very progressive and liberal. Sure. And I'm not surprised this is what the school did. I'm just ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really sad. Case. It's really, thanks, Pat. Uh, it's really sad for the talented girl involved, too. There's no consideration for her feelings. How does she feel? Who cares? She's white. That's <laughs> pretty amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Also on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Obama certainly did not take Jesse Jackson's advice to stay out the bushes. <laughs> ah, see, from I see his what portrait. He, see what he did there. Yeah, the portrait thing. So That quote goes back a ways. <laughs> uh, mercenary grip. Thank you. Between Pat, the Pat Unleashed show today and Glenn earlier, I'm starting this week more irritated with society than at any time in the recent past. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, this is actually from, okay, Stu. Stu Bergier. Who's that? At World of Stu. Has, does Pat have any more of those cookies? <laughs> They're in the kitchen. The Stu, my wife Wait, baked these the delicious, well, because they were still here, and I yeah, thought, but I'm let's here. get rid of them. I'm not in the kitchen. Yeah. So, hopefully, I'm, my wife what? baked delicious cookies again, and we didn't want to eat them at home. So, here they are. Anyway, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat, hey. Hey. Keith. Mm-hmm. I have a good, very good friend who happens to be Romani. You can use Ram, Roma, or Romani. Okay. Any one of the three work. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is light skinned, light brown hair, light brown eyes. Has cousins that are Romani with light skin, blonde hair, green eyes. So how dang ignorant is it to assume all Roma have dark hair, dark eyes, and dark swarthy skin? I think that's as ignorant and racist as firing this girl because you're too stupid to look and see what the truth is. That's really true. That is is really true. Um, How well do you know about the Roma people? Um, Just what she shared with me. And, and what, so, what are, where is she from? What's her ancestry? Um, her her ancestry is Czechoslovakian Roma, oh. and most of her most of her family died at Auschwitz. Very oh, few survived. Yeah, so, because gypsies yeah. Uh, and homosexuals were uh, were also taken from their homes and put in concentration camps. Yeah, very true. Uh, well, that's amazing. Thanks, Jody. So you can be totally white and be Roma. And so, wait a minute. Having a white person play Esmeralda in the Hunchback of Notre Dame is totally appropriate. Then, right? What if this girl just said, uh, "Today I'm identifying as a uh, darker-skinned individual." <laughs> she should have tried that tactic. Me, yeah, you just yeah. think of that too late. You don't know how I identify, right? 
I'm actually uh, I'm actually from South Africa today. In in fact, not South Africa, like the Congo, mm. sort of in the middle of it, the African continent. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Smoke then it. let's then let's watch the progressives implode. Because <laughs> what do you do with that? Uh, TJ <laughs> in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat. Yeah, hey. I was just wondering if I'm the only person who takes great pleasure in the thought that. Uh, in about five, six years, those uh, forested uh, towns are going to end up having those plants' uh, roots grow through the ceilings of these buildings. Then they're going to have to tear it down with <laughs> big, heavy machinery and then put it back up with the big, heavy machinery, all the while putting a whole bunch of pollutants in the air. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've taken some sort of precaution to prevent that from happening, <laughs> but can you? I, I don't know. Oh, I doubt the Chinese are thinking that far ahead. Yeah. All right. Thanks, oh, yeah. No one's going to live there anyway, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> I mean, but he's absolutely right. That's what happens. Seriously. Yeah. They're planning for 30,000. But what happens with these cities that they could keep building like this mm-hmm. is that they're just empty. Yeah. There's just Nobody a security guard that lives there and drives mm-hmm. around. And Which would be kind of nothing. a fun gig, right? If if you're not lonely all the time. That'd be a little I am legend-ish. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Scott in Texas. Welcome to the Blaze. I love you guys' show. I appreciate you guys every day and listen to you. But Thank I wanted you. to talk about um, why we have all these groups vying for or special pre- preferred status. Yeah. And it's actually it's a direct result of socialism. Socialism, according to Marx and Engels, was supposed to get rid of groups vying for power. It's supposed to get rid of the classes so that we're all equal and we're all treated fairly by the government. But because the the government now has the power, it actually creates more conflict. So it's supposed to get rid of social conflict, but it creates more. So you have the trans people vying for power. Look at me, I get special status. You get the feminist, you get people of different races, and they're all trying to outdo each other mm-hmm. so we can get the special status. And that's why you get all these absurd uh, responses from these people because every group it's trying to outdo each other for the power that the government will give them for their special group, whether they be, whether they identify as women or children or Indians or people with allergies or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's, and so it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Of course, we all know that socialism is a failed policy, but this, all this absurdity is a result of socialism. If we didn't have the government handing out special favors to groups, these groups wouldn't have any reason to try to buy for power or right. to try to outdo each other so. yeah and and so you do wind up with some fun situations once in a while of uh these liberals and progressives sort of eating their own because it, it's inevitable that one group is going to come in conflict conflict with another group at some point and when that happens it's just good clean fun <laughs> so <laughs> thanks scott we just had an instance of that what was it last week late last week of Liberals eating their own. Uh, I think it's every week. Was it now? It was an. It was maybe a transgendered group coming in conflict with somebody else. I I, I can't remember now, but uh, just amazing. Oh, the other thing I wanted to play for you was this MSNBC host uh, that showed up talking about Trump. They were uh, discussing his the allegations of his sexual harassment 
and uh, and the people that defend him. And the guest's name is Anand Girid Hadaris. Mm, it flows off the tongue. Girid Haradis. This is anyway. Uh, he had some uh, fascinating things to say, and I, I just wanted you to be aware of them so that you know what kind of country you're living in. All right. Yeah, here's what happened on MSNBC the other day. It's been kind of hard to get in anyone in the administration to directly answer the questions about Rob Porter and Donald Trump. That approach, it works with the Fox News crowd. Does it work in, in a larger context? Oh, I love that. It works with the Fox News crowd. Like, That's cute. You know, because they're so quaint and so ignorant and so stupid. They'll <laughs> believe anything. Like the MSNBC crowd is totally hip and cultured and <laughs> yes. knowledge, please. No, and I mean, we don't need to even worry about a kind of monster like Kelly uh, and Conway who will just say okay. whatever for money. So, so let's disregard her. I think this week was actually a turning point um, mm-hmm. with two different staffers, these charges dredged up, this, these, these haunting pictures. Right. Um, and then you have the president's own history of self-declaring himself to be a vagina grabber uh, and winning on that platform. Oh, um, this week was a turning point because I think we're starting to realize that Trumpism doesn't merely tolerate sexual abuse. Uh, sexual abuse is a very apt metaphor for everything Trumpism is. The <laughs> Living the, the cultivation of fear cultivation in everyone, of fear. Uh-huh. Um, in the everyone. insistence that people are loving it when you are actually degrading and dehumanizing them and making their lives harder, right. and then just going around telling people that the blacks love you, the Hispanics love you, the women love you. Okay. Um, the mm-hmm. the state of constant insecurity that you create in others, and then the inversion of your own insecurities into this attempt to dominate others. Here uh, comes this Here comes. Is, a, this a, is a rape culture presidency, and Donald Trump oh. has become the commander-in-chief of oh. American rape culture. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a rape culture presidency, yeah. and he's now the commander-in-chief of American rape culture. Ah, that, that's not an incendiary comment. If anybody would have said that about Obama, I bet the mainstream media would have ignored that, too. They sure. wouldn't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they're consistent. Right? If, if the oh, mainstream media is one thing. If they're anything. They're, they're Con- I can't even say it. Con- <laughs> they're so um, not. Uh, All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow here. Oh, and don't forget our, our new TV show uh, tonight, 530. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.